Yes, yes, yes. Greetings, everybody. Greetings, everybody. Step number one. No, step number one. Point number one. I'm recording this at home onto my iPhone headphone speakers. So if it doesn't sound as beautiful through my normal rig, I apologize. I will make this quick. Number two, it is March 9th and my like what usually happens in May allergy program is going on. So my voice is a little lower, a little lower, but it's weird. It's weird that this is happening in March. This is the, definitely the earliest this has ever happened in my life. I'm like, it's the middle of March. The flowers are all bloom. What can I say? I'm, uh, you know, I'm nettying. I'm avoiding inflammatory foods. We're all doing the same things. It's also in the midst of, the coronavirus, uh, you know, outbreak, media frenzy, we're all washing our hands to the point that they're actually raw, <laughs> where you're like, I can't wash them anymore. But I have learned to put lotion on. That was actually a, it's like, ugh, the lotion, it always skeeves me out. But I, what I do is I put the lotion just on the backs of my hands. Because as a guitarist, I need the front of my hands. You know what I mean? I don't want greasy ass palms. It's disgusting. Ugh. But the coronavirus thing, Hey, just quarantine yourself, right? I read like, why is Germany successful? Why is Japan successful? Because they just shut down. They stopped running around like fools. So I think the more things shut down, you just chill out, enjoy your time at home, have a quarantine playlist, like hopefully this Secret Famous podcast featuring the wonderful, the great, the super cool Emily Danger. I've had the privilege of knowing Emily for a couple years now. In a professional capacity, working at weddings and cover gigs and stuff like that. And she's always just amazing and cool. Like anybody who's really good. When you reach the top echelon of anybody who's really good, like a black belt of something, you know, not the yellow belts, the blue belts. Like you get to the top of something and people are always have a sense of humor, are cool, don't take it too seriously, but can find this zen balance she's all of these things she's a complete professional singer and entertainer so it's always a pleasure i see her name i'm like yes easy gig done she knows how to rock the house and uh thank you to emily i was psyched i mean this well we just finished this rockwood 15 which kind of dusted off the old magic of the great rockwood musical i know we all may have some like mixed feelings about the whole thing Excuse me, but it was awesome. Every night I went to Rockwood, it was, everybody was hanging out. Hey, we had a really nice, warm February, obviously, because we're having May and March. My eyes are like, I just tried to open my eyes a little bit more. And they're like, ah, we need to lubricate them. Anyway, so Emily did a original show and she hadn't done one in a second. She asked me to play guitar, which was amazing. So I got to like live inside of her music, and that, of course, leads perfectly to doing a podcast with Emily. So it was nice to get inside of her tunes, kind of learn how her brain works, and I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be exceptional. Because I've wanted to do one with Emily forever. Again, Secret Famous, 
thank you to anybody who checks this out. This is just a passion project. This is just something I'm doing for fun, just because I think all of these people are so cool and so funny. Literally, these are people I get to I get to call my friends. You know what I mean? And I mean that specifically. Anybody who does anything cool, writers, painters, but obviously in this podcast, very specifically, it's like musicians. I think are the coolest people on earth overall. Like, who's cooler than musicians? Why? <laughs> I think my superintendent just uh, hit his foot because he was pushing a cart and stopped, and they just goes, fuck. Anyway, that's Stanley. Okay. What was I talking about? Oh, so we got to play her show. It was early, maybe like February 7th or 8th or something. I don't know. It was awesome. Emily just destroyed the room. We did a Tory tune. Blah, blah, blah. It was awesome. She's killer. Please enjoy this. I'm going to play you guys in with War Torn. Again, thank you to Emily for taking the time. This is a funny one, too, because <laughs> Emily Emily's a classy a human. You know what I mean? I wanted to respect her as such. And she was doing a No Sugar Week. We start talking about that right away. And so we drank tequila. I haven't listened to the end of this podcast, but I can imagine that it gets a hair silly. And like when you drink just tequila, and I haven't done that in a long time because I generally like will have one or two mixed drinks, right? And then it's just switching into beer and wine. Like I'm old, dude. I can't like just pound booze all night. Like I'm like, I want to have a good day tomorrow. But you know, tequila, dude, you can, it's no sugar, no hangover. But I came home from the podcast. I remember, oh, and that reminds me of one other story. I was just so jacked up. It's like such a, it's like a caffeine. I was like, it's two in the morning and I, my heart is raging. I'm like still, what am, what am I supposed to do with all this energy? This, this, I'm thankful that I talked about the tequila. Emily is so modest and so polite and such not a name dropper. And I wanted her to drop names because it's cool, you know? So she tells these stories and in the middle of this, she's going to tell a story about being at a party with uh, Lady Gaga and Nile Rodgers. And of course, these things happen in New York where you just, so you're like at a party, but that's, that's a pretty heavy list. Of, I'm sure there's other incredible, that's like a list, man. Gaga and Nile, Nile, basically my favorite, might be my favorite guitar player, like personalized all time. Outwardly, you have to say Hendrix, but like Nile, man, it's just funk and songs and like deep ass grooves. I love his shit. I play like him on weddings quite frequently. Anyway, so I turned the tape off. Well, it's not tape. It's whatever this is. Red bar scrolling across the screen. And she tells this whole story about how telling her story, Emily told me the story, but she became friendly with some photographers, some high fashion photographers, and she got them to take her picture. They ended up using her picture and it became featured in V magazine and all this stuff. So Emily's like, you know, she just has some low key professional model credits that she doesn't even talk about, which ends up, she's hanging out at parties. So that's, she's, she's a super cat. You know what I mean? There's cats, and then there's super cats. You know what I mean? And Emily's just straight up super cat, dude. Like, what are you gonna do? Some cats are super cats. You know what are you gonna do? She hangs out at parties with Nile. 
Emily's a super cat. I hope everybody keeps their hands clean, keeps clean, keeps healthy, keeps everything together. Stay relaxed. It's going to all be all right. Promise you, promise you, promise you. Have an awesome it's spring, so spring has sprung. Enjoy spring. When it gets cold again, enjoy that too, and enjoy this tune. I'll talk to you all soon. Thank you again for listening to Secret Famous, and thank you to Emily. Talk to you all soon. Oh, good.
you. This is so. Co- Look cheers. at these cheers. Cheers. No, this is the first. This is the first time I've done a cocktail in here. So this, really? This is, this is, this is important. Oh One my time, god, I'm honored. With Paul Lauren, wow. he made me a cocktail. He got me fucking shit house in the middle of the day. So we're not that. That's nice. This is classy. Good these glasses. Classy. Cut glass. Cut glass, dude. It's <laughs> e Danish. I want her to be relaxed. It's like too, too fancy for Wait, me. Cheers. All right. I feel like we okay. Cheers. cheers. I got to give you the official introduction. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I have my notes too. Oh with Emily God. Danger, singer, songwriter, piano player, producer. You also play guitar. I saw pictures. Yeah. I, I have educator, badass, healer, shredder. <laughs> "Quote unquote opera singer turned beat maker" on the website. That's here it. in the building. Cheers, <laughs> Emily. Healer Shredder is. I want it on a pair of socks. Like one of the socks says Healer, and one of them says Shredder. Well, you're pursuing a whole new, like, kind of therapeutic thing. So I thought yeah. that was like it's true part of your new. Yes, it is. It is. It's I. I, I don't know. I like feeling like I'm a healer. I don't know if I am, but yeah. I like saying I am. It's great. Well, you're doing Thank it. Thank you. You're studying it, right? Like <laughs> I'm studying it. Yeah, I'm studying music therapy. Yeah. And now I'm working in hospice, which is oh next level. It's so sick. I love every part of it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Says no one ever. I know. Hospice is like a tough fucking place to hang out, dude. Yeah, people are dying. Yeah. Just like right in front of you. And what's the music therapy in hospice? It's clearly not the old. I dated music therapist for a little while. Oh, you did? And everybody always was like, what do you, what do you guys just do, dude? You just fucking sing Michael Row the Boat Ashore all the time. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. this is a 20 year old joke. Like an 18 <laughs> year old joke. A joke does not land as good in your 30s. <laughs> You're like, okay, I just told Hospice. Michael Roller. He's, he's trying to tell a joke about. I think you change the song and it's funny. I think you put maybe. You Are My Sunshine, which Puff is the already Magic pretty Dragon. Di- okay, now that's funny. <laughs> there you go. You just update the song. Joke automatically updates. Is this a hospice in New Paltz? Yes. Well, it's, it's Hudson Valley Hospice. Mm-hmm. So it's in Poughkeepsie. Um, and I have three patients. And they're all like. Fine. You wouldn't know yeah. that they've been diagnosed with six months or less to live. One of them is the best, and he plays the harmonica while we play. So there's different levels of response. Okay. Like, people can be active if they feel okay or if their pain is being managed. Mm. Um, or people just, like, fall asleep and listen to me play and sing. So it can be anything, really. What I'm really interested in is doing legacy projects for people in hospice, which is like they create something that they leave to their family. Yeah, that's so like, like original piece. Or yeah, what? it could be a song, could be a playlist, could be anything, really. So I haven't done that yet because I'm still pretty new, but mainly mm. it's just been like a sharing of live music and singing, and it's been great. Do they request songs? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have people who do, they want musicals, so I know a lot of musical stuff. I, I got a country guy. That's my harmonica guy. And uh-huh. then I got, uh, <laughs> I had a request for uh, Pour Some Sugar on Me. That's hot. It yeah. was uh- great. Not good on acoustic guitar. <laughs> With my, like, <laughs> four, five, one ability. Yeah. It wasn't good. But she liked it. She liked it. That is so heavy on so many <laughs> levels, dude. Because, like, I number know. one, I'm already sad for how sad you're going to feel. Yeah. Like, there's only that sense of loss. Like, I thought hospice is, like, you have, like, 
four to six days. You know what I mean? It's not like oh, six no. months. Yeah, dude. you get to know. You get to know them oh, and their family. I know. More devastating. I know. I know. But somebody's got to like do they're, it. They're, they're, hospice is like pain management, like final stage pain management. They're just yeah. – these people are probably yeah. very and loopy. End of life care. End of life is care. Is what it's like yeah. technically called. Yeah. And then – well, yeah, there's crazy medicinal powers in like when – if let's say they're you're totally wasted and what your animal brain like song is. Yeah. They're like, dude, yeah. dude, mine would be defying gravity or something. You know what I mean? Like no. <laughs> Adina, get in there. Yeah. I don't know. You said musicals. I was like, let me make a wicked joke right now. Yeah. That's good. That's good. You're going to have to come back and update that in a couple of years. <laughs> no, it's, it's already old, but did, did you see the stupid LaGuardia Airport bit in the SNL? No, but I heard about it. Okay. I should, heard it was really should, funny. It's very funny. And yeah. I love John Mulaney. He's so funny. He's very good. Yeah. So is this like a thesis thing? I've never actually even heard of hospice being like in a musical therapy program. It makes total sense. Yeah, but yeah. But I know that music therapy is such a new field. Yeah. You could go any, like, really young kids. Yeah. Medium kids, super poor kids, yeah. super rich kids. Yeah. Super disabled or neuroatypical, I believe is the word. Yeah. Oh, that's very good. That's very good. Yes. Well, I married a teacher, dude. Yeah, I, I, know, know, I, you know. I know that one. I know that I one. Know. Um, it, well, it's not my thesis, but it is the field that I want to go into as well as like adult mental health. And I guess to some point, like adolescent mental health. I, I'm definitely more interested in the psychotherapeutic side. Yeah. Of music therapy than, like, cognitive behavioral or, like, analytical or all these other, like, hot-button words that I could say. Yes. Science, science, science. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I need to, like, pause before I say it so I seem very, very intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. Very large words. (laughs) Yeah. That's sure. Yeah. I mean... I'm an intellectual, and so (laughs) that's... that's the university. (laughs) Yeah. Of new pulse. So, well, oh, dude, and will you please tell people what your living situation is <laughs> up there? Only because you said it so comically that I'm still trying yeah. to wrap my head around this. Um, <clears throat> once a week, I stay at a farm commune up in New Paltz. It's technically in High Falls. Okay. But this woman owns this large house, and people just come. I still, every week, I'm like, well, who is that? Like... <laughs> I see new people every week. Like, well, who was well, that? Who was that? This woman scared the crap out of me. I was getting into my car, and this woman goes, "Good morning." And I turned around, and she had this huge Saint Bernard with her. And I've never—I've been staying there like two months, and I've never seen this person or this huge dog in my life. I don't know where she came from. <clears throat> so you like—you have your own space, though. You have a room that you I pay have a bread room. for. Yeah. That like two days a week, you go to New Falls. Yeah. You do this intensive study that you told me there's no cell phone service? There, so at the commune, there is. you aren't allowed to have your cell phone on because she is afraid of, like, whatever. Oh, the electromagnetic. I guess. I don't know what that is. I'm not scientific enough for that. No, no, no. no yeah. Yeah. But. yeah no, no internet. No cell phone. So I download uh, episodes of You on Netflix. Okay. <laughs> and then I watch them there, and I do my readings and homework, like, by candlelight essentially there's See, electricity you, you have a built-in kind of like digital cleanse in your week that's amazing it's really good until two weeks ago i got stuck in the mud 
<laughs> and I couldn't call AAA because there wasn't a phone. <laughs> I was like, this is... You're like, what was there a landline? So you had to like... Yeah. yeah. I used a landline and then I had to sit by the phone to wait for AAA to call me. Do you remember sitting by the phone? Yes. I had to sit by a phone. A call. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then when people would call, I'd pick it up and they'd be like, this is so-and-so. And I'd be like, I have to get off of this line. <laughs> I'm waiting to be rescued. The only, so there's only one landline to this abode yes. with multiple people, people you don't even know, and you've lived, no. been there for two months. So you might yeah. be like, they might be like, hey, I'm getting a call, too. And you're yeah. like, I don't care, dude. Yeah. I need to get out of here. Yes. Yeah. I have to get back to New York. Yeah. yeah. I got to leave. I need internet. Yeah. It's really wild. Oh, it's, it's really so wild. wild. <laughs> Super crazy. Yeah, it's It's awesome. also cold. There's no heat there. So I have a space heater, and then I have an electric blanket that I bring. <laughs> I'm 900 years old. Yeah. When I get just like, you're like space eater. You're like electric. Bike. Take a hot shower right before bed. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah. It's she doesn't like heat. Or it's just, just so old and drafty. I, it's so old like, that she like lights the fire and then that stokes it. But she ha- you have to put the fire out at night. It's like living in house on house on the little house on the prairie. Yeah. It's where I live. Little house on the prairie once a week. It's crazy. That is so crazy. I know. It's so crazy. I know. I have so many questions. Okay. But I don't, I don't, <clears throat> so <Shoot>. for the, <laughs> so let's say we played, I feel like this works though. We played people into this with War Torn. Great. Maybe you could tell us about that track and yeah. how it relates to your living situation <laughs> right now. Right. I don't know, you know. <laughs> well. <laughs> In um, my mind, this segue works. Yeah. I don't know if it does as slickly as possible. Well, I wrote, I like, um. I wrote that a while ago. Yes. Uh, I wrote it when I was actually still married to a, a different human. Yes. Um, and I wrote it a, um, actually like even before things were going downhill. So I wrote that song about the fact that it felt like nothing I ever did was really good enough. But I knew I was good enough, but I felt I was being made to feel like I was not good enough. Okay. Um, so that's what within I within the marriage specifically within or the marriage within your artistic career or I guess yeah I think I know in most aspects of my life because I was doing opera at the time or trying to do opera mm-hmm. and that wasn't going mm, anywhere. Um, Don't you have to do it for like a thousand years and then you, you, <laughs> you have to be eighty by the you, time when you're eighty you'll you get make your it. first gig yeah, yeah right like yeah Pavarotti was like ninety <laughs> when he hit it. <laughs> hit well, it huge it's a tough art form dude mm-hmm. I mean like gigs are drying up. And they don't pay. Like, nowadays, you have to pay to audition for an opera company that will pay you, like, literally nothing. It's terrible. So, yeah, it was like a a bunch of things I was feeling. But you had already released a bunch of albums at this point in time, right? Um, two. Two. Three? Two. You have three albums out. I have three EPs EPs. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd released the two, and then this I had kind of held on to. Because I knew it was probably like a good single, and um, and then I tacked it on to this most recent one. Oh, yeah, okay. But it goes with all the themes of the most recent one. And you, I didn't. I guess I didn't realize. Of course, this is why I get to do this. Yeah, uh, you were still pursuing your opera career as well as launching into beat making and your own songwriting thing. Yeah, I think a little bit, and I was still like. 
nannying and like trying to get into teaching. So it was a very, I don't know. It was like a I was transforming from a twenty something person to a thirty something person. Yeah, 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 which is a huge leap, I think. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I woke up on my thirtieth birthday and I was like, I'm a different person. <laughs> Right now, today. Right today? Today, I'm different. That's, yeah, it's true. It's Because men go through it too, right? Did you feel that way? <laughs> You're like, any day now. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I, huh? my, my, my money came a little later. Like, mm-hmm. so when I turned 29, I was like, oh, I'm 30. And I, some of my friends are a little bit older. Yeah. <clears throat> it was something in the mid-30s. Like, Okay. Where all of a sudden I was like, what? The? Yeah. This is different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You're like, yeah. I can't do whatever I want anymore. I, yeah. In fact, it almost happened, I think, when I was out with a friend and we were getting salads and talking about our, like, aches and pains. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. You kind of got to, like, take a couple days and just reevaluate your whole life. Yeah. 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 Were you at just salad when you did that? <laughs> I envision you like in a buffet line doing it. No, we were at one of the spots that had like a million different things. Yeah, where yeah. you're like, I could have gotten a meatball parm, but I got a fucking salad yeah. right now. What just happened to us? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame. Uh, so you were yeah. war torn. You. The whole album, that whole Less Blue, that whole yeah. piece is like yeah. you becoming fully. Beatified, electrified, computerized. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. I don't, yeah, <laughs> tell me, tell me what like yeah. your process is specifically for that track. Since we just heard that track, okay, it ends with a dance thing. Yeah, teaser dance thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would say mm, I'm, I'm trying to think if this is true. I think it's true. There's no real instrument on uh, that EP. It's all through Ableton Live Logic. And then just, it's like synths and electronic drums. Like, there's no real drums on that EP. Um, And I worked with two amazing producers on it, Alex Varela and Devin Craig Johnson. And they were really, like, encouraging me to learn Ableton myself the whole time. Because they were like, one day I will be too busy for you, and you need to do this yourself. And I'm so grateful to them yeah. because I never – I'm really lazy, and I would just be like, you do it. And so – I know that feeling. Yeah. Yep. But I'm so glad I know how to do it now because that's how I write now. I just – You I, only write with the I, computer and like yeah. a mic and a little thing or something? I have – what. What that is is what I have essentially. Although mine's not as cool. It's a MIDI keyboard she's pointing to. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what I pointed to was a <laughs> calliope like, in the corner. Yes, I have it's Topo ra- Chico that I actually do my beats on. It's a yes. random no. <laughs> harpsichord. No, and, you know, uh, and I only do that because other people do it to me. Yeah. And I'll do emotionally like he's, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, I forget. A MIDI keyboard she pointed to. No one can see me. I have a Novation keyboard that I plug into Ableton. And then I, that's what I use. Is your whole rig like in a backpack? Isn't that always like the dream? You're like, here's my whole studio. And I made a whole record. I'm Bjork Vespertine. Yeah. It's like, is that what she did? And it was in a backpack? I don't know if it was All in a backpack, stuff? but I remember mm. someone telling me like, it's the first album like a whole, was made on a laptop. I don't. That makes that, sense That could to be me. a rumor. I've, I heard that she also sampled all that shit. Herself yeah, yeah. And process all the sounds. She, I mean, we're, yeah. <sighs> She's so good. I talk about her forever. Oh, no, all my stuff is in a closet. 
getting a lot of dust right now. Oh, my laptop's you out. You your Amish life, and you come back, and you're like, <laughs> this was my old modern life. Yeah. I know. Yeah, that's uh, it's all in a closet at this moment, but yeah. it's coming back out. It's coming back out soon. Yeah. That. What if you set it up at the Amish spot up in Newport? I can't leave my things there uh, is okay. the thing because other people rent the room during the week. But you know what's weird? I've started realizing this. She, The owner said, do you mind if I don't wash your sheets and you have your own set of sheets? So, so she is like saving water and time by only putting my sheets on on Wednesday, my purple sheets. And then I said – I'll bring a sleeping bag so you don't even have to do anything. And she was like, no, 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 no. It's fine. So. Uh, I, okay. So <laughs> I know Emily. I know Emily. Right. I can imagine that you have such a close relationship with this person. I've seen you <laughs> become so close with people so quickly. So yeah. the way, even you telling the story, I'm like, this yeah. is like Emily's best. This woman thinks that you're her best friend. I don't know what you think of her. But what you just said is the most accurate thing ever because when I got stuck in the mud, she was like, come in, let's have tea. And we talked for, well, she talked for three hours and a long time. I waited a long time (laughs) for AAA. God, a long time. But she, I learned literally everything about her. And then I... And then she went through her Facebook with me to show me her pictures of her new boyfriend. And did I approve? So, yeah, people get close to me very quickly. You know, you have this, like, really warm thing. I've seen strangers, like, just become all of a sudden so... Yeah. We were... Emily and I were doing a kick. <laughs> and the maitre d' or whatever, the wedding coordinator, she was bringing <clears throat> Emily wine on stage. Yeah. I was like, what yeah. the fuck? I just... I don't know. You were able to be like, yeah. And she's like, oh, what do you need, dude? What do you need? I was like... Are you serious right now? How did they like just voodoo? You like Jedi mind tricked her. She's like, I'm gonna need wine. I don't. I don't know. People, so I can imagine like your relationship with this woman. That's yeah. adorable. Mm-hmm. And so, are you bringing the sleeping bag or what's the deal? Like, no, I. She was, was very, like, no, just I'll just you have your sheets. So are I you gonna time sheets. it out now? I mean, I don't know. know. It's, it's been seven Thursdays. <laughs> have you these washed fuckers my washed sheets? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I just like uh, with my electric blanket. It's just like not a problem. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do about it. I guess. I bet we'll go the whole time with her not washing my sheets. I, yeah, I bet we'll go through May. Okay. I think it's okay. You're there one day a week. Yeah. That's like not even going to be a month. I don't sweat much in my sleep. So. Yeah, you're freezing your face off. Of yeah, anyway. I'm really cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <clears throat> I think it'll be all right. They're yeah. purple sheets. Yeah. You new pulse. Yeah. And then you go to your classes, and then you go yeah. to a hospice thing, and yeah. then you come back to the Amish thing, and then do you do another day of classes? This you will love. So after my hospice thing, I go to a class called Music Therapy Ensemble, which is just a bunch of us doing songs and, and jamming. Now. I want the playlist. I Bo- want the playlist now. <laughs> I'll tell you. Bohemian Rhapsody's on there. Yeah. We're doing Bohemian Rhapsody with um, tone bars, with like chimes uh-huh. and stuff. Uh, what's this? Oh, my God. What's the Sabbath song? That starts. Iron Man? Yeah, Iron Man. Iron Man is on there. Yeah. Um, there's like a Fall Out Boy song on there because everyone's really young. I can imagine they're. Fall Out Boy's old. cool though. I like Fall Out Boy. Sure. Is it Don't Put Baby in the Corner one there? Baby? Sing. 
Sing. They're good. I like their records. Sorry, it's not Fall Out Boy. It's My Chemical Romance. Ah, yes. Yes. Goth. But it's something I was like, Gothic I don't know what <clears throat> Yeah, you were like, what is this track? Yeah. Um, there's that. And then I, my portion is I am writing children's songs for mm-hmm. the ensemble. And they're pretty great. I'm a, I'm a pretty good children's so songwriter. So your next record, what you're just <laughs> revealing right now. <laughs> your surprise. next record is a surprise. I'm releasing a children's yeah, album. Yeah, it's a children's album. No. Oh. But I would. A guy just won a Grammy who is a music therapist. Actually, Seth is on the record. I know him. I went to college with him. Did you really? Yes. He just won a Grammy. He literally won a Grammy. Maybe this is my way in. Children's music. I, you do. And do you know the other guy? Tim Kubart? Do you know Tim Kubart? No. I don't know him. Oh, dude, Rebecca's in his band, and Jeff Caressis, and Teddy Kumpel, and Dominic, and um, he won a Grammy maybe two years ago. For a children's album? Yes. <sighs> maybe Tim this is it. And the Space Cadets. Tim is oh. a celebrity. Tim is beautiful. Mm. He's kinda, he actually kind of has a vibe like your husband. Nice. Piercing blue eyes that just so rip piercing. through your soul. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Tim is kind of a celeb. Nice. Well, anyway, he's not a music therapist, but th- I do know John, and I've I yeah. been meaning to check that out because I saw Seth posting all those cool yeah. pictures, and yeah. we were like, in fact, I told a friend, I was like, yeah, I saw Seth, and he was like, did you talk about his Grammys? And <laughs> Seth, who is my dear friend, Emily, so if yeah. I say something, Seth, if you listen to this, I love you, but him Seth's and Andy great. Mac were just doing kung fu moves the whole time. Does he do kung fu on you and shit? No. I don't even know. No. And I've given Seth rides, and he's never done a kung fu thing on me. Uh, maybe because he knows <laughs> that your like kickboxing skills are too much. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, would yeah. destroy. His I would eviscerate <laughs> Seth. Fuck you! Have no chance against me. Oh my no god! No chance, Seth. Dude, that was maybe the best usage of eviscerate. <laughs> I, you really just made me laugh. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I'm like, uh, when how, is it? How is the? <laughs> Here it is. How is your kickboxing game going, dog? It's so good. I am really trying to knock down this bag with a, a roundhouse kick. It's impossible, but I am going to do it. it. Whether I throw a hip out or not, I'm going to do it. I've seen one man do it. Wait, wait. You do, what is your goal again? Explain to me. To, All right. To, so, take it off of the machine. The, Hold mm. it or something? Oh, I should tell you the setup of it. So yeah, it's a- yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I've never been to kickboxing. Oh, you would love it, I think. It's like really up your alley, I think. Uh, what? Well, Maybe. I'm, well, it's, I was talking to Seth about investigating a little kung fu of my own. Ah, uh, start but- with kickboxing. <laughs> start light. Then Dude, get into kung fu. Get, uh, start, with, start with kickboxing. Start That's- with kickboxing. Uh, um, I it- don't, yeah. So what is your goal? Your goal is to knock a bag off of... It's or a walk. Or open it. <laughs> like you kick it so hard that the, yeah. the stuffing is falling out or something. I don't know. Well, they're water bags, so like the water would just come gushing out. And you're like, I did that with my roundhouse. <laughs> yeah, that would yeah. be the actual yeah. That would be I would do it. But they're heavy. They're really, really heavy. Oh, something just got very clear. No. Did it I feel like I have a little suspect uh is the, it this? Hello? Do you feel this? Oh, that's better. No, no. It's a little tinny, but I don't care. I swear to God, the quality will be delicious. But I know. The, I trust you. I trust you. I see, I see it. I'm obsessively checking. My engineering <laughs> chops are very <laughs> mediocre. You're probably no. like, dude, I think it is this guy. I oh, can't tell. No, it's okay. 
I'm f- it's fine. All right. Anyway, anyway so you're kickboxing. So <clears throat> it's a water, water bag. Bags, yeah. And they're freestanding. So there's like a, okay, take a weighted plastic stand at the bottom. Then it is a big bag full of water. And you can easily knock it down by a front kick because that's like all your energy coming from your hips and then it like knocks over. If you do a roundhouse kick and knock down that bag, you get a free pair of wraps. Whoa. And I want that. I want a free pair of wraps. But it's so hard. Paul, you cannot do it. You can't knock it down. I've seen a man who was six foot five, had to have been like 250. He knocked it down. But I'm. And is he less also like that. a professional fighter or no, something? No, he's just too? a. Or he's just a massive big, human. Big man. Big okay, man okay. knocked it down. Yeah. Because is there a. Is this an issue of like just people with exceptional roundhouse technique would be like, oh, yeah, I got this? Maybe. Be- I don't know. Maybe. I honestly don't know. I'm asking. Yeah. Well,. The reason that I think I maybe could do it is because one of the teachers came up to me and showed me the other day how to, like, contort my entire body to To put put the momentum of your whole into the kick. Yeah, yeah. And it moved more than it has ever moved. Mm. And so, and he's like, I bet you could do it. And then he just floated away. And because of that, I'm like... Oh, you're really. I bet I could do yes. it. You're, you're, you're. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, there's no way you Dude. can do it. But I'm like, I. you said I could. Maybe I can. Ellie, you are fucking fierce. I believe that you can. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? Like, I have no doubt in my mind that you can do this. I don't know. How long have you been kickboxing? Since 2015. So, yeah, That's a lot of years now. Yeah. That's like, you, yeah. you understand the basic premise of it. Yeah. And then how often does one need to go and work on kickboxing. I used to go four times a week because it used to be, I was deep. deep It was like, I had just gotten divorced. I was like, I watched J-Lo in Enough and I was like, this is my new persona. Uh, I'm J-Lo in the film Enough. And so, but this one place was around the corner from where I lived in Bay Ridge. So I would just roll out of bed, walk around the corner, be at my class. Mm. This is a little tougher because it's on Steinway. It's the I Love Kickboxing on, it's like right near here. Is it right near her? Okay. Yeah. But we're right next to Steinway. Yes. We're right, we are in a story on Steinway. But we, uh, I live like a mile walk. And so the so it's walk. It's a pain in the ass is to get pain. to your like whatever 10 o'clock class. Yeah. So I go three times a week now. I used to go four times. Now I go three. And then I do yoga in between. Yes, with Adrian. With Adrian. Which Emily and I have talked about before. Yoga with Adrian. She's the <gasps> best. She's wonderful. My she's wife lo- hit me to her. Yeah. I was like, I'm not doing your video. And then I checked her out. I was like, no, I like these damn videos. Yeah. I mean, have you ever cried at a Yoga with Adrian video? Has that happened yet? No, I haven't cried. Get ready. You will. <laughs> You'll cry. There will come a day. Get ready. Get ready. Do you cry in yoga class? Yes. When did that happen to me? Well, I took a... Um, <clears throat> Sorry. I took a series of yoga classes specifically for PTSD. Okay. And it's where the person does it with you. Like, and there's really not a lot of talking. The which, Who's the person? The teacher? The instructor, yeah. Is doing the class with you. So it's one-on-one yoga. It's one-on-one. It's already very intimate. I've done yes. one one-on-one class and it was because no one else came. And I yeah. was like, this is so weird. It, it, it was purposefully that. Yeah. It's supposed to be purposely, like, very vulnerable. And she didn't even say anything. I was just in this position, and I just, like, lost it and was, like, heave-sobbing. And 
I thought she was going to comfort me, but she just like kept going. And so I kept going. And te- I was like, <laughs> and downward dog just like heave sobbing. Wow. It was great though. It felt, am- I love crying. Yeah. It feels so good. No, it's like a very private thing for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. As a yeah. guy, yeah, it doesn't, it would be very, I would have to be very uh, mm. mo- public. It would be very, I would be very. Yeah. Vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. But, yeah. Okay, I have a couple things to say. Number one, in relation to yoga and or roundhouse kicks, I don't necessarily think I have the hip mobility to get my foot above my dome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. For men, especially, it's hard for my husband to do it. Like, because his hips, same. He has really tight hips. Uh, I guess hammies. so. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. You know, I, this is really something that I want to learn more about. Like, why do so many men, why are we yeah. like so inflexible? Like, I just don't, it's so stupid. Yeah, yeah, that is true. It's bizarre. So in relation to the yoga thing, I honestly feel like crying whenever I look around and I'm like, I'm never going to touch my toes. You know what I mean? So it's like, I've never gotten to like an emotional place. It's more that I'm like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like public shaming. But then I know that when you leave yoga, you feel great. Right? Yeah. Which I, yeah. which here's the thing, right? So I've been in the yoga phase. Yeah. It's cool. But there's like no cardio. So I actually feel like yeah. slower. So I see why kickboxing or kung fu yep. or some sort of cardio, like where you're, like when you're singing or entertaining, it's all, you're like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's full on. And I would shake yeah. my hands around being like, it's a full body, high intensity experience. Whereas yeah. cardio or yoga is not at all, right? Like No. Well, I like to balance the like intense cardio stuff with the intense, more mental flexibility aspect of yoga. Because then you have like your adrenaline rush and like you get out your aggression on the bag. Mm. And then you come to yoga and that's when you're like, Okay, let's refocus. Let's go inside and then see what's going on with my body here. So it's putting you in, I think, both of the the uses of both of them are like putting you in touch with different parts of myself, at least, Mm. and different parts of like being in my own body, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's been really... I, fi- I, ha- I never worked out my whole life. I'm not a sports person. I'm not good at running. Like, people see me run and they laugh. They're, They're like, like oh, are God. you making a joke? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm terrible at all of it. But when I found kickboxing and yoga, I was like, this I could do the rest of my life. This is my combo. This is my this thing. It makes you feel better yeah. overall in your life. Yeah. Which. Totally. You're yeah. singing. Yes. As all singers, which I know. But you're so in touch with the whole thing. Yeah. Your body, your how food affects your voice, how yeah. you're breathing, all mm-hmm, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So do you do all the crazy voice opera exercises still no. to this day? Or No. Emily, you're also a voice teacher. Do you? Yeah. How do you balance all of the things that you do? And then that's two questions. Let's go. <laughs> Sorry. That's go two. back. Go back. I was like, I asked one and I started asking another. <laughs> um, wait. So what was the first one? Do I do opera warm-ups? Was that the question? From my knowledge of the opera world, it's you're doing this such physical thing and you have such very intense vocal warm-ups, which maybe constitute a workout. Do you still, you did that? I used to do that. And then I think you get, someone 
This girl, I'll never forget this girl as long as I live. I was auditioning for Eastman. Yes. Uh, for the master's program. And I didn't end up going there. I went to Manhattan school. Mm -hmm. But backstage during the Eastman audition, this girl, I'm not even kidding, was eating chocolate. And she was about to go on and sing. And I was like, what is happening here? Because that's like a huge no. You know, dairy, yeah, no dairy, sugar, stuff like that. Booze. Yeah. So I said to her, I was like, excuse me. Are you eating chocolate? And if so, how and why? And she goes, at some point you get to an age where you just know how to work your own instrument. And I was like, wow. <laughs> if only. Damn. But, Shots fired. I, but she was right. Like, I now don't warm up before wedding gigs. Uh. If I do, I find that I tire a lot easier. So I try to, like, warm up in the cocktail hour beginning, like, uh, let's stay together is like my warm up, and I try to just like figure Easy out, yeah, like figure out where my placement is, figure out where my breathing is. I do have warm ups now that my current voice teacher, who is unbelievable, gave me that are very specific to certain vowels mm -hmm. and certain placement things. Like here's where you belt forward, here's where you belt backward, here's the here's your head voice stuff. So, and there's like three of them, and then boom, I'm done good it, what about like you're in singing in the car you're doing this drive to new Paltz, yeah you're singing you're, you're just constantly singing and you're you yeah. know your instrument yes so you don't have to do technical shed per se you, you can think. you're like i'm doing it so much but yeah. maybe like you said like if you don't do yoga for feel, three days you feel mm -hmm. like you're singing if you don't sing for three days maybe there isn't an instance in your life as a professional singer where you encounter that but you probably yeah then would you be like yeah you know what I haven't sang in two days maybe I'll I think that's a good that I've never thought of it that way because also when I teach I sing all the time because I'm demonstrating for my kids um, so yeah there actually maybe is not one day that I go without singing yeah maybe except when I'm in Mexico I don't sing in Mexico just no singing in Mexico. <laughs> I just drank yeah, in Mexico. <laughs> yes, well, there will be no singing in Mexico. <laughs> it's my self-imposed. When you get a gig in Mexico, Frank. you're like, no, 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 no. Can't. I, I don't I sing here. Unfortunately, don't sing in Mexico. <laughs> I'll lip sync to myself. Yeah. That's what I do. Uh, yeah. This is like when you're on vacation is what you're implying. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't sing when I'm on vacation. No. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's the, the, I don't know. There's just, I know it now. I know what is good and what not, what trips me up. Yeah. I know things like so that So you now. could eat chocolate and go to a master's opera audition right now, you're saying? Uh, no. No. The opera thing for me, I think, is past. I think there's certain things. Well, there's a lot of rep that I don't know because... Of, You're not constantly shutting it. Yeah, I mean, no. that, of course. And also, uh, one of the many things Manhattan School did to screw me over was they classified me as a soprano, and I am not a soprano. I'm a mezzo. Okay. And so I learned all of this crap that I will literally never sing mm. in my life and shouldn't shouldn't be singing. Yeah. And I never learned the stuff I should have learned. Mm. It's really good. Thank you, MSM. Well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> Thank you so much. I won't be singing in opera or in Mexico. <laughs> yes. Well, no. that's all right. I mean, yeah. I, that, uh, that feels like a you learn yeah. skills, and it's something in the toolbox. But yeah, maybe it doesn't. I did. I met 
really great people who are still my friends. And that's all I care about. Yeah. Well, that does really, I did, I, I was, I asked Emily to do some recording for me and I, I was like concerned mm. about the hour. Mm. And Emily's response was, I can go ham at any time. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, and I actually was like, well, I cannot go ham at any time. <laughs> like I cannot go. It takes yeah. a long time to warm up. So yeah, I just don't have the years of training. But well, I don't I think know. It's interesting. It's you could do it. You could. My uh, what was what was the follow-up question? I don't remember. Uh, it was something about juggling, and I don't juggle. Yes. So how do you do all the things that you're doing right now? You teach. I teach. I do. To to your credit too, right? You do. The full hustle. Emily's on the streets, yo. You have like nine bands. <laughs> old Camry, the Jump, the Wedding Bands. Like you're on the hustle. Yeah. No, like that's. It's nice. You have to. What that says to me is that you, you love the hustle. I do until I find myself crying in the shower for no reason, and then I'm like, maybe I should have said no to something, <laughs> but. I tell you, like, right now, I was actually just thinking about this on my way here because I got, like, three different emails from three different projects asking me. can you all do March 11th? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, no. In uh, Montauk. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but it was, like, it was more work during the summer, and I'm so pumped about it because the dream is – to be able to teach in my own studio on my own hours the the kids that I want to teach. Yes. To do music therapy the way I want to and then to still sing and gig. And I think that starting this year was the year that I finally saw that that could all be viable, which is really exciting. But did I tell you about the new thing that I'm doing with Kelly? No. Kelly got me into an ABBA cover group. Oh my gosh, dude. I lost my and she was like you don't have time you don't have time I'm telling you right now you don't have time and I was like I have time I will make time for this yes and so Kelly and I are in an ABBA cover group this is like a famous group where you guys do the whole thing we do costumes Sweden yes there oh I don't know oh my god that'd be amazing costumes choreography I have to wear a blonde wig Mm. it's gonna be great so that's a new thing but I'm excited about it. It's all stuff I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but it's a lot. I'm saying it I, is a lot. I mean, there's a lot. Not everybody likes to do the grimy mm. fifty dollar mm-hmm. gigs, and mm-hmm. I do agree with you. I love them. To I me, they're too. like, dude. When someone, when Jeff Tui says, "Do you want to do the one a.m. at the red line?" I'm like, "Yup." <sighs> You know, I like I, wow. I I secretly like get musically get off on it because yeah. what am I going to be doing? I'm going to be watching James Brown videos at home or something. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> yes, I, I like it. It feels as Pat Firth he said, it's like musical like church or dojo training. Yeah, you that's know? true. That's so true. Yeah, and very particular for your instrument. Yeah, not there's not not everybody likes that. There's people yeah. that are like, I'm not doing that. So how much? No. What time? No. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm available, I'll do it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're, just, you're, you're like a yes yeah. person. Like, yeah, I'll be there. Totally. Totally. Fine. Great. It's never a bad time. Like, when it, it's a bad time when it's a wedding and it was, like, it's rich people 
just looking down on you. Just bitching at you? Yeah. And you're like, oh, That's when it's dude. a bad time. But it's never a bad time at like, you know, we used to do that Brother Jimmy's gig. Mm-hmm. Never had a bad time there. Ever. It's always fun. You know? It's great. Yeah. And that explains why you do it. Yes. Yeah. Because if you, if you don't treat it like that, yeah. then it gets grindy. I had a friend who said, dude, we could have been lawyers. We could have been doctors. Yeah. Like, I mean, if this isn't fun, you shouldn't be here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you have the right attitude, I think. Yeah. Oh, like, because it's thank like. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Because some people are just like, I'm not doing that shit. And I then, know. I don't know. Well, I moved to New York to be a musician. And yeah. now I'm actually making a living being a musician. And I'm like, that, this is what I asked for. This is why I live here. So. Yes. When did you move to New York? You don't have to tell me a year, but like maybe rough. I moved in October of 2007. For college specifically? That was Manhattan school. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't, this was, (laughs) I didn't get into Manhattan school until 2008. But I moved here to study with the teacher that I wanted to study with. You were deep. You were going deep. You were doing the thing. Yeah, because I wanted to go there. Mm. Um, So yeah, so that's when I moved here. Did you have an undergraduate degree in opera as well? I have an undergrad degree in classical voice. Classical voice. Yes, yes. From a very prestigious university? No, (laughs) from a very small Christian university, Azusa Pacific University. I have never heard of that college. No, no. Learn something every day. No one has. Yeah, I went there. Azusa. Azusa. That's a town in... uh, California, that uh-huh. is close, like 20 miles east of Pasadena. East of Pasadena, okay. Yeah, so it's it, it it's like North L.A. County, very small town, Azusa, very mm. small. I think there was a serial killer from there. Jeffrey Dahmer? No, but let's say yes. <laughs> <laughs> For the sake of entertainment. For the sake entertainment. of once upon a time in Hollywood yeah. being just let's everywhere say, right now. Yeah. Let's say yes. Yeah. Azusa. Yeah. There Azusa. is funky, funky, funky little towns out that way. So this is yeah. one of them, and this yeah. is where you did your undergraduate. Yes. Yes. Like, we're ta- <laughs> is this a college? In my mind, this is a college where it's like 2,000 kids. It's like so small. It was like... It was pretty small. I'm trying to th- not like, as small as that. Like but you might know almost everybody by face. It was pretty small. To go there, you also got a minor in biblical studies. That was not an option. You had to fulfill these requirements. Well, that's cool. Some of the smartest yeah. people I know studied religion. Really? Mm. Um were you I can't drawn tell you to much that about there, or that was you were like, I want to do classical voice with this teacher, but it just so happens I'm going to learn about at the, the Bible, a, the greatest book, the greatest book ever, ever written. Um, at, <laughs> we both made the same thing. <laughs> at the time, I went because I wanted that, uh, and I wanted to like. I, I actually went to a very small school in Ohio my first year of college called oh. Otterbein College, which I'm sure you have also not heard oh my of. Gosh, dude, you are educating I know. me on collegiates. I went to the smallest schools that you could go to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I missed home, and so I transferred, and I was like two hours away from my family at this particular school, and they offered me a giant music scholarship. Beautiful. So that's why I, I went there. It, easy. it yes. was an easier decision, and mm-hmm. I could transfer 
they were like, we don't care. Uh, we just want you here. So I just was able to transfer all these credits. I graduated early. It was awesome. It was awesome. And they kind of let me do whatever I want, which was great, because we had a chapel requirement, mm -hmm. and I was really tired of getting up early. So I went to my teacher, and I was like, I don't want to go anymore. And she was like, I'll write you a note. So I didn't have to go. I, they let me get away with murder there. Really. there <clears throat> well, I, have, uh, <laughs> I never knew of a chapel requirement. Yeah. I like being in chapels because like, they're usually smaller and cool sound. Yeah. But it was early in the morning. You had to go and study up in the Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock, you had to be there. You had a card. You had an attendance card. and For a Bible study class at nine o'clock in the chapel? Or it was like a service. It was like a non-denominational oh, like service. Or something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And there was a praise band. And that was the upper echelon of musicians there. That was the most respected group of musicians there was the praise band. And I Can you spell was not the in the again? praise band. You yeah. A Z. A. U yeah. S A, Azusa. Wow. Yeah. That is uh, wild, <laughs> dude. That seems <laughs> see wild, I'm, right? That's wild. I know. It's great too because Joe, my husband, yes, grew up under similar circumstances, like doing non-denominational church stuff, and he was okay. a youth pastor for a while. Oh my god! So we play this really great game, which is called Find the Christian song that you loved and see if you love it now. Ooh. And it is never good. It is it, always it, it, bad. It has withstood time. Are your... No, it's always like, oh my gosh, this is... I could have been listening to like The National or something. I could have been like an indie hip kid. <sighs> but no. It's terrible. This is of your youth. So this yeah. is like a different era of Christian... Music, though, yes, right. Because don't wouldn't yeah. you say that what it is now is all very? I always say it's like very U two. It's like watered down U two. Yeah, right? that. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're yeah, like, yeah. I'm playing a guitar part, and they're like oh, something, and I put the delay on. And they're yeah. like, yeah, that's it. That's the, it. Sound the edge button. Yes, yes. It, there's so, always an E sus chord oh, somewhere. Dude, yeah, it's like <laughs> it's just all you're getting e sussed sus. out. They love twos and fours. Totally music yeah. geek out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yes. Um, then it was still pretty bad, I think. Was it more um, acoustic-y based? Yeah, there was like that Hillsong thing that was pretty popular. But like, we're talking like Jars of Clay. We're talking... Oh my God, Jars DC of talk. Clay? DC Talk, DC Talk, DC Talk. I think I saw them live, yeah. I did. Wow. I for sure did, yeah. P.O.D. Do you ever get around to listen to P.O.D.? They're cool. Are they? Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> are they? Oh no. Are they cool? Are they cool? The weirdest concert I've ever seen. You will find this like so weird. They're like super metally. They're right? super like, metal. Rah! Yeah, like yeah. guar. Guar like metal, but then you're yeah. like the yeah. You every it, came, it comes out after they had a hit song too. Maybe? They had a hit. So they had a mainstream crossover song. Yes. And I couldn't tell you at all how it goes, but I went to a concert of theirs. It was an album release concert. Mm -hmm. I won tickets. Mm -hmm. So I was like one of 20 people there. Do you know who opened for them? For P.O.D.? For P.O.D. They're at the height of their fame at this point in time? They're, at, they're like playing an arena? E maybe it's a little after their arena moment. But... John Mayer. 
Extreme. Extreme? Extreme. Extreme is cool. They sang more than words. Before. Before P.O.D. Can you think of anything weirder in your life? I can't. Did the whole crowd know all the words to more than words? Or were they like, who you know, are these old geezers up here? I mean, I knew it because I love that song. And a 50-year-old couple got up and danced. That's adorable. It was so weird. And then P.O.D. got up. Who booked that? Who booked it? This is a weird, I mean, this is a weird era <laughs> in music. Yeah. I mean, and then that whole scene is like hard for me to understand. Yeah. Yes. I'm totally out of touch with it now, but then you kind of like dabble back in it and you're, yeah. you're like, who is this band? And you're like, they don't know this band. Were you ever, were you ever like a church person? I was very, very, very Catholic. Like if I didn't go okay. to church, I didn't eat. That was the rule. Yeah. So I grew up very, very Catholic, going to church. You were not allowed to eat if you didn't go to church. It wouldn't have been <laughs> even an option if I was like, I'm not going to church. Like, Yeah, you have no it was, choice. There was non-negotiable. That was like, uh, yeah. get your ass up and go to church. Same. It's a similar thing, yeah. 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 It was horrible. I didn't like it. I don't yeah. really go anymore. I thought Catholicism, was, I, I look back and think there was lessons that I've learned that I'm not mad at because I've seen other people in my family who have kind of grown up pretty agnostic, mm. kind of fall yeah. fully into the faith now. Interesting. So I was like, wait, maybe, maybe, maybe I did learn something. You know what I mean? Like better earlier. Yeah. 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 I agree. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. I yeah. feel like that's something to learn early because it's maybe harder as an adult when you're really, yeah. really searching because yeah. it just gets fucking dark out here. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> 100%. You also kind of have this moral code that isn't necessarily bad sometimes you know like mm. so, the majority of the lessons are pretty good uh, uh yeah i'm not mad yeah. at the moral code it's yeah. a good it's nice thing to have yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's amazing joe and i talk about it all the time because so he was raised like that too that makes uh, such a unique connection yeah. for you guys it's a really good connection that we have because then we can relate to certain things that stem all the way back to like feeling shame at some point in time, mm. you know, and then we can talk about that or like joke about the music or there's just so much to relate to with people who grew up like that. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Would you like a refill? Yeah, would you? I bought a whole fucking Thank you. Bag I mean, I need to go through these limes. It's just so <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, I I just I just wanted to do it right, dude. It's so amazing. I can't I, believe it. Well, I like it's I, classy. I feel like dietary restrictions are uh, to be respected in this day and age. Oh well, that's very nice. Yeah. You no, this like, is good. No, no <laughs> sugar. I was like a week of no sugar. Yeah. Honestly, that that would that's a hard one, dude. Well, if there's sugar in everything. There's sugar in fruit, you know. But I'm not. I'm just doing like if I look at a label and it says hella sugar, then I'm not going to do it. Or like candy. I eat a lot of candy. So you basically tell me, what is your candy? What is your candy of? Well, I love a Reese's egg, and now is the time. Oh, my God. And the stores are full of them. Filled. Dude, I just I just went to the Rite Aid, and it was all Easter candy. I was like, yeah, <gasps> Yeah. The eggs are better than regular Reese's. I'm convinced of it. They're just more peanut butter. It's more peanut butter, it's right? It's a higher peanut butter ratio. Yeah. It's better. That I like. I like, you know, I like 
I like the majority of candy. I like sweet tarts. I like nerds. Uh, your wine, your Chardonnay. I like Chardonnay. Because <laughs> yeah. Emily originally was like eh, Chardonnay or tequila, and then it was a, it was a follow up email which made me be like, and she was like, actually, I'm doing no sugar. It's tequila. That's <laughs> so what I was like. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, I didn't want to. Because even the yeah. Chardonnay stressed me out a little bit. I was like, oh, oh really? No. Oh, no. Don't be stressed about that. I drink, like, Kendall Jackson Chardonnay. Like, that's so it's limey. not Sorry. I hope you fancy. like lime. I put, I like, a lot in Thank like you. it was for myself. And I was like, wait a minute. This is for so nice. Thank you. Also, this. this magazine that I was reading an article about putting, because remember, I was like, oh, is it club soda? Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so you're you're from the West Coast. Yeah. And yeah. what what is it's club soda to you? You yeah, don't say I guess it's not seltzer. That's a very like New York metropolitan yes. thing. No yes. one I, I requested seltzer recently on a flight and they were like, excuse me? And I was like <laughs> Club soda. What, club what soda. do you want to call it? Jesus. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so and and then I was reading Aqua Minerale. I'm not saying it right. I didn't learn Spanish, okay? So, <laughs> did you study Spanish? Do um, you speak Spanish? Un poquito. Yeah. And then your opera thing, like a little French, a little German. A little bit, a little bit, a yeah. little bit, a little bit. A little Italian. A little bit. Not enough. Like, when we, my husband and I went to Italy, and yes. I had flashcards of all the phrases that I wanted to be able to say. But if someone tried to strike up any kind of conversation, I was like, mm, Slow no. down. No slow, sorry. slow it down. <laughs> it's like, it's not gonna... Say that again much, much slower. Yeah. And then they just say it in English, and you're like, God damn it. Yeah. God, they're very yeah. smart over there. We're all idiots. No, the, the language thing in Europe is so fucking embarrassing. As an American, yeah. you're so embarrassed yeah. the whole time. Yeah, yeah. It's just like... We're so stupid. It's... And we, and we think we're well, like you're a musician so good. and you study. You probably have a pretty quick ear for it. Mm, you know what I was good with was the accent. Okay. Um, and and especially like in France when we went to Paris, this woman at this liquor store was like, "Oh, your accent is very good," and I brought that up every day. I still bring it up. I'm like, remember how good my accent was? Because she said that. <laughs> yes. Remember? Yes. Yeah, and so that I'm good at. But that makes sense. I'm not good at remembering things, so language is not. I'm good at remembering songs because in the context of melody, but language, I'm not very good at. Mm. No, I've never been good. All right, well then I'm just cutting to the real chase then here, Emily. Go. Tell me about life, and I'm fucking <laughs> fascinated by this. <laughs> in Bakersfield, California, she rolls her eyes like oh you hate God. on us so much, but look. I grew up on the East Coast. Ugh. Your husband grew up on the East Coast? He's a Midwest boy. Grew up in Illinois. Okay. Well, <laughs> look. No, I can't, I, can't, I can't speak to the Midwestern, like, uh, but I feel like as an East Coaster, we're, we're sold the West Coast. It's like, yeah, buy Sublime Records or Green Day Records okay. or yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Right. And you grew up there and you, you reverse... You reversed, but your life. don't. Didn't you live on the West Coast at some point? You no, never, no, no, no. never, I've never have. lived there. I'm just like the biggest fan. Oh my god! And if my wife is so, she's so New York. Yeah. I'm always like, she's like, do you see how much teachers make in California? Yeah. Oh, it's t- terrible. Horrible. It's, so it's, it's just not. It's not reality. You know it's not I mean? going to happen. I, I mean, the only thing that I think California has going for it over New York right now is legal weed. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. 
It's like maybe the weather. Oh yeah, you're right. The weather's good. But never move anywhere <laughs> for the weather. You know, I get yeah. that. But the legal weed thing. But okay. the, the beaches. I'm way into that. The beaches are way better in California. Way better. Way yes. better. No, I will say. You were say. spoiled. But how yeah. far is the beach from Bakersfield? Oh, it's so far. We never. We never go. Never go. It's yeah. like two hours. It's far. No, that's like a. That's not like. You probably went to a lake or something, right? Like a whole different culture of like... <laughs> well... When you went to the beach, you were like, oh, I'm at the beach, but I'm at the lake. If you're fascinated by Bakersfield, I'll tell you well, about... Merrill Haggard and Merrill Buck Haggard Owens. and Buck, yeah. I mean, we're talking... You're, you're a musician. Yeah. Yeah. Stunning artist. Grew up in a town of huge artists. You yes, know I mean? yes. Well, the Kern River is in Bakersfield. In fact, I think Merle Haggard has an album called Kern River. <laughs> yeah. And more people die in the Kern River than any other river. Really? Like ever. Yeah. Because people in Bakersfield go picnicking and they down a cube of Bud Light <laughs> and they go and swim in the Kern River and they drown. <laughs> and that so it's like is a dangerous river. Yes, it's so it's like dangerous. A huge rocky or fast or all of it, all of it. Tide, crazy current, crazy current sucks you under. Mm. So many people, and every year people are like, "Whatever you do, don't go in the Kern River." Mm. And every year it's like five people die in the Kern River. Five people. That sounds. Very high. I'm yes. making up a lot of facts. Okay, no, it's all right. I'm not going to call shenanigans. I trust you. <laughs> I even I love it. the art of a good story. So yeah. five people are dying in the Kern River every year. Like a hundred <laughs> a month. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a lot of people. Yeah, okay, all right. It's unbelievable. And that to so me. So that's what you did as a child is like look at this water and not go in it. You're like, well, we're yes. not going in there. <laughs> that is Bakersfield. Is like, Isn't it very dusty? Oh my or god, it's, it's or made it's a of dust. It's a fucking desert, right? It's There's a valley. Tumbleweeds and cactus. One night, my best friend and I got in trouble because we pushed a giant tumbleweed slowly with his car to another friend's house and left it on her front lawn. Wow. And when her parents came out, they were like, who's going to get rid of this? That that was what we did for I fun. I don't have that fucking story. Okay, so I'm jealous. Well, I'm a little jealous I of don't that. Know. You pushed a tumbleweed. <laughs> what? Besides yeah. country music, like, what do people do for work there? Is there... They sell and do meth. It's a meth town. So it's Huge like, meth it's town. It's like Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. Yeah. It's, does, it does really is. Does it look is. like that visually? Mountains? Yes. Yeah. Like mountains and desert. Yes. There is one area of Bakersfield that's really pretty. My mom is going to get so mad after she hears this because I just, I constantly just talk crap about Bakersfield. Yes. But I've heard you do it. I know. I just do. But well, I want to hear the good sides, too. I know there's, Ugh. it's like, you got the music, we got this beautiful water that you don't go in. Yeah. <laughs> you got um, more people turned up to vote for Trump than any other election ever. It's terrible. That gets under your skin. Really yeah, gets okay. under my skin. A um, lot, <laughs> lot of domestic violence. I don't know. It's just, I'm trying, I'm trying. I The culture, okay. the country culture of Maybe Bakersfield is Maybe it's cheap to live. You could buy kind a house? Kind of. Could you buy a of. house there like a normal person? You could, but it's actually surprising how... California's dumb expensive, dude. It is, housing, yeah. Housing in California is messed up. I don't know. It is actually surprisingly high apartment rents mm. in Bakersfield. I was shocked. Um, like thousands for like a nice apartment. Makes no sense. And, and the pay... 
I don't think they have like 15 minimum wage there. I don't think. Mm. I will tell you the nice things in Bakerfield are is the country music um, history and yes. how proud people are of it, and the Mexican food. It's amazing. I bet the Mexican food is super for real. Yeah. Um, amazing, beautiful, wonderful Mexican culture in Bakersfield. Mm. Um, uh, incredible. A lot of immigrants come from Mexico to work in um, the farmlands in Bakersfield, and then they like go back back and forth. Like seasonal kind of seasonal work. work. Yeah, that happens. And what is the what is the agriculture that we're ha- producing? Oranges. Like, oranges. That's fucking cool. Almonds. That's also rad. I think pistachios. Um, and my husband gets so mad every time I say this, but it's true. If you've ever had a baby carrot, it has come from Bakersfield. Mm. Look on the back of your baby The carrots. ones in the back. Yeah. Look on the back. They're always from Bakersfield. Yeah. Bolt House Farms. Do you know those juices? They're really expensive. Like the sea monster and it's like vitamin C juice. Bolt House Farms is in Bakersfield. So it's a lot of ag. That's the beauty of California to me, though. It has all this agriculture that's just yeah. so cool. Yeah. It's just prettier other places. Yeah. Bakersfield is not very pretty. It's just not. I feel bad because when Damn. I go yeah, home. Yeah, you're harsh. You, I know. You go back and you're probably like, it's so beautiful here. No, I, I am not. But anytime someone else talks bad about Bakersfield, I'll be like, you shut your mouth. <laughs> that's where I'm from. <laughs> yeah, like, it's that kind of who thing. Who is talking bad about Bakersfield, though? Like, I don't know nobody. I think people from Bakersfield talk bad about Bakersfield. Mm, I do. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, I don't know. Someone sent me an article recently and I was like, oh, of course. And it was like some. Oh, I know what it was. A cop was at a bar in Bakersfield, and he was off duty, but he beat the crap out of his wife in a parking lot and then stole someone else's car. And he was an off-duty cop, and it made national news. And my friend who lives here who's from Bakersfield sent it to me, and he was like, surprise. Hmm. I was like, that's just Thursday in Bakersfield. Oh, that's a dark story. I know. Did he also have meth on him, like this whole thing with cops? Probably. Like Jersey cops who had, like— Probably. Or do heroin or something, and you're like, ugh. Probably. Cops cops are pretty dirty in Bakersfield. Yeah. Notoriously. So. And racist. There's a lot of racism in Bakersfield also. It's a very ethnically diverse zone. It's super diverse. You said Mexicans. Yeah. I mean, it's my high school. See, migrant workers. Yeah. yeah. My high school was super, super diverse. There's like a huge, amazing, beautiful Indian culture that's coming up in Bakersfield. There's amazing Indian food there now, which is great. Indian, like... Southeast Asia Indian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not native. Yeah, yeah. No, not Native American. Well, well, I don't maybe. know. I was just could wondering, be. but that could be because that's, that always feels like a thing, yeah, in California. Yeah, yeah. That is, there is a casino that is on Native American land that yeah. is owned. It's Eagle Mountain Casino, I believe. Cheap cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been. Never been met. <laughs> You've never been to the casino. No, I've, I've been Can to you like smoke Vegas on the reservation. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a thing you? in upstate New York. Like all of the casinos, you can still just smoke. Oh in. wow, it's weird. Yeah, you're like that's amazing. Yeah, cheap smokes and you smoke everywhere. Yeah, there's places in uh, New Orleans that they just don't care. They'll be like, yeah, you can smoke. It doesn't yeah, matter. Smoke it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's <just> amazing. <laughs> it's great. But yeah, that's. I feel like I didn't. Um, Answer the question the way you wanted it to be answered. Well, it's just, it seems like a fascinating town. Yeah, it's like. I mean, my family's there. That's the best part of it. The rest is uh, a little bleak. A little bleak for 
progressive people yeah. who believe things that we believe. Like the libraries there. aren't like frequented that much or oh, no. there's no bookstores downtown. No, there was a Barnes and Noble. I think it closed. Yeah. No like family owned bookstore. No, it's a lot. Yeah, it's like, like a lot of strip mall. Strip mall things. Yeah, it's a lot of strip mall. It's sad. It didn't used to be that way, but now it now it is. Uh, so, is there still concerts or what? What like? Yeah. People come and tour there or like? Yeah, country. Well, Garth Brooks proposed to Trisha Yearwood there. Get out of here. No, it's a big thing. Big thing. Yeah, and Buck Owens used to play at his own Crystal Palace is what the big thing is, and it's a restaurant and a music venue. Mm. Um, Which is Buck's spot? Yeah, that mm. was his spot. It's it's pretty cool. has yeah. like a little museum in it. And my stepdad used to work for Buck. He, <laughs> he was a radio, he still is, radio DJ, and he worked at Buck Owens Station. Mm. I love this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's that. There's the there's a new country museum there that I haven't seen. You got to go check it out. <sighs> I, I guess. I was having a weird flashback <laughs> when you said buck that many times because my father calls if you're doing manual labor or something. Yeah. He uses two names and he refers to you either as buck or face. Come here buck. Hey, face. Come over here. Like that. And like literally <laughs> one time one of my nephews, he was like buck and there was two of them and he was just like, "Wait." Am I buck or face? <laughs> he asked me. I was like, he's talking to you. Go over there. So when you said buck that many times in a row, it actually threw me off. That's amazing. Buck Owens. And he still probably lives there. Crystal Palace. But he's dead. he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. He died. Why did Garth propose to Trisha there? I thought he was in Nashville, dude. I have no clue. They're still no married? Clue. Yeah. And doing like. Amazon commercials together. Yes. Yeah. Do you follow that comedian? <laughs> Tom Segura? Yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know Tom Segura? No, I don't. I was just being an, You're, a yes. jerk. No, no. All right. I know. He kind of looks like Garth Brooks. Tom Segura? And he does all these things where... Garth Brooks recently has taken to using social media. Are you familiar with this? Yeah. Didn't he just endorse Bernie? Garth did? I thought he did. I thought I read that on Twitter. It, and I fell today, off my like chair. Today, right? I think. Yeah, because it kind of everybody was kind of endorsing who, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Today was <laughs> Today was a big day. Big we, endorsement day. It for really everybody. was. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Exactly. Yeah. This comedian was always making fun of Garth because it's like he hasn't he missed. He's like Ichabod Crane and missed like 10 years of social media. So he's using it like, oh, hey, everybody, here I am. And like, oh, my God, it's like him and his five. Like, that's great. So the bits were funny. Yeah, I love that. And I can't really imagine. Have they, they've, been, they've been married. I'm still talking about Garth and Trisha. You were looking at me like, oh, she, I only so, I only want to talk about they, Garth. But there's. They're still yeah. together, right? Oh, yeah. They're like a famous, long-lasting celebrity couple. So this didn't happen yeah. like recently. This was like maybe a while ago. I feel like it happened in the 90s at like peak Garth career because she opened for him. And it was like, I mean, it was the biggest news that we had had in ages. It and was like, national. That's national National news. news. Yeah. I mean, I bring it up every time someone brings up the Crystal Palace. That's the first thing I say. So he did it specifically at this spot. Yes. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. And what's Merrill's claim to fame then? Does he have a restaurant too? Uh, no, I don't think he does. I'm not sure why. 
but he's associated with this kind of Western yes. scene. I actually think that Merle was not from Bakersfield. I actually think he was from Modesto, which is close to Bakersfield. Uh, Again, I should have maybe looked this up before I said it. No, 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 no. It's but even better you just throwing it out there. I like it. <laughs> yeah. No, because like, you, you grew up there. It's I don't like know. we're going to trust you regardless. I think he's from a town that's very close by. Like the song Oki from Muskogee that he sings, there is uh, a phrase... Uh, the Oki phrase came from like Oildale, which is close to Bakersfield. Yeah. Like if you're an Oki, that was a bad thing. It was like white trash. And is that referring to Oklahoma? No. Maybe. But it's in Grapes of Wrath, no? Isn't it in Grapes of Wrath? Ooh. Which takes place in Bakersfield. Ye- God damn, dude. I don't that was know. one of those. I clearly know that novel because mm-hmm. that was one of the ones where I was like supposed to read it in high school, had it, and just totally bombed the test. Didn't <laughs> read it. And I like, like, I actually like reading. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, but yeah. That one just did not happen. Did you read that book? A long time ago. <laughs> a long time the ago. The podcast is taking its turn for the worst. <laughs> let's review. They're, let's talk about Grapes of Wrath. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Worst next, question ever. Animal Farm. <laughs> Go. What did you think? <laughs> uh, the Chronicles shit. of Narnia. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, dude. Okay. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry. Let's get uh, off it. I don't know. I don't know. Any, I know like nothing I'm talking about. <laughs> you went to Ohio. You yeah. went. Were you writing songs this whole time, Hubbo? No. I no. Didn't, I didn't start writing songs till I moved to New York. Actually, I didn't start writing songs till I was done with opera school. Really? Yeah. So were you like, I am an opera singer? Like 17-year-old Emily Dangerous was like, oh, yeah. I am the light of opera. I'm it, the future. Yeah. I Well, I did like musical theater. I wanted to do either Broadway so you didn't, yeah, or... Yeah, you didn't do the musical theater track. No, I went on a couple auditions out here, and I just, like, the lines of people <laughs> and the kinds of people, mm. I was like, that's not... Maybe I'm, I'm a classical musician. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to go this route at all. Yeah. There's not many musicals now that I like. Not many. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like Stephen Sondheim. That's about it. Yeah, that's the classics. The classics, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you were always singing as a child. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course. In the church. In church. I was singing uh, Les Miserables when I was, like, four. I was, like, yeah. singing all these inappropriate songs. And then I did musicals in Bakersfield. And then... Mom, uh, dad. Mom. Big, she, she, big she, time she was, mom. She played piano or something? Oh, no. My mom was the lead in the musicals. Uh-huh. And I was, like, in the children's chorus being, like, that's my mom. That's... My That's my mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she has an amazing voice. Yeah. My dad actually also has a good voice, but he will never tell you that he sings, but he does. Um, and then my grandparents sing, and they. my grandmother played the piano, taught me piano. And then, uh, yeah, it was just kind of, there was never not music anywhere. So it was never a question in your life no. you were doing this or not. It was just like. No. Only, the fire only grew. Yeah. You're like, I'm doing this. Yes. And I got lucky because most people's families are like, whatever you do, like, don't become a musician. But my whole family was like, you're only becoming a musician. (laughs) There's nothing else for you to do. That's it. This is your worth. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is it. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I remember being like, well, maybe I'll teach. And they were like, what? Why? What about music? It was the most opposite thing that you would ever expect. It was yeah. actually very lovely. That is cool. Yeah. Well, that's, it's very see, sweet. It, it always comes from somewhere to, at this level. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. And it makes sense. It all comes together when your mom is the shredder of the mm-hmm, town. Mm-hmm. She definitely was. Like, people still come up to her in grocery stores and are like, I saw you in My Fair Lady in 1975, and we've never seen never seen another show like that. And she's like, oh, thank you. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, she's adorable. She's, she's still singing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she directs the church choir. Dang. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's legit. We sang last Christmas when I came home. We sang together. It's pretty cute. Does she play keys too? She does, yeah. She yeah, does. that's just part of that gig. If she's directing yeah. choir, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she plays. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Everybody does something musical. Yeah. It's part of the uh, the church world scene. It's part of the church However, world. I, we can clearly describe this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Part of community theater. Part of community theater, yeah. All of it. Yeah, yeah. And then what was your first song then? You're like, all right, I'm writing my own songs. Because you were like, I didn't write until I came to New York. So, like, what, all of a sudden you were like, well, all these people are writing songs. I guess I will, too, or? Yeah. My first song was Shed My Skin, which you played at my show. That was the first song I ever wrote. Are you serious? Yeah. That was the first song you ever wrote? I think so. I probably wrote some little ditty that was dumb. But that was the first song that I was like, let's record that. And it's off the first album. Yeah, that's like one of your hits, dude. <laughs> I don't. I mean, it like has. It has <laughs> I would it, say it's, <clears throat> it's like it's. Yeah, it it bangs a bit. Yeah, it bangs and it, it and bangs. has plays on the social medias and stuff. People right? like, have played it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was the first song you wrote. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I'm sure. I'm sure. There's something that I'm forgetting that's like a little ditty. Sure, sure, sure. But, but like, you got to write like. 50 to get to your first real one, per se. You know what I mean? Or like, it, That was definitely, if it wasn't the first, it was definitely one of the first three, I would say. Dude. Yeah. Impressive. Thank you. It's a walk down. <laughs> it's just G minor walk down. <laughs> the whole time. Dude, you have a thing. I know. I love a walk down. Dude. <laughs> I love seventh chords and I love a and walk I love down. A goddamn walk down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Good crescending. <laughs> Chromatic baseline. I just and love just like, it. Love this like, yes, something about it. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. So you you moved to New York. Yeah. You do the opera thing. Yes. You start writing songs. Yes. Leave opera thing. Yes. What are these pictures? So I looked at all your Facebook pictures last night. Oh, what are the guitar? What's the guitar phase? Because I'm a guitar player. I, I want to know about the guitar phase. Well, the guitar play, it came out of necessity, honestly, because my first writing partner, who was on the first two albums. Yes, Shaken Awake. Yeah, he and I. Oh, sorry, no. No, not Shaken Awake. Shed mm, My Skin. Yeah, so there's, yeah. I forgot what. Oh, Peace Arch was my second album. So he played the guitar. He was the main guitar player in the band. Mm-hmm. And then he moved back to California. You and him were writing all, like, wrote that record together, is what you're telling Yeah, me. I wrote the majority of the lyrics, but he was like the person that I would bounce a lot of ideas off of. Mm-hmm. Great person to write songs with, really good friend. But then he moved, and so I was like, oh, I guess I have to play guitar. And I had played <laughs> guitar. 
<laughs> I've been playing guitar off and on since I was like 15, but I, but I never formally trained, never had lessons. So I started playing guitar and switching between guitar and keys. But ultimately, Paul, like, I know my strengths, and guitar is not one of them. And I'm not confident enough on it to do a show with it. Yeah, that's Honestly. Okay. Hospice, it's like one thing, because like, it's like, I don't know, it's like a four-chord progression. It's so mobile, dude, right? Yeah. yeah. like you, And you have your cowboy chords and put a cable yeah. on, and you're probably good to go, right? To 100%. It's, yeah. But writing... That's what's cool about guitar, yeah. yeah it's, it's limiting to me, because I only know so much. Like, you can write songs on guitar. I cannot. Nah. You can. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. But I, sometimes... I do feel like, and like the limits, yeah, are always good for creativity. Mm. So I mean, that's I know true. you can write songs on guitar. But I don't like it. It's tough to do a chromatic walk down. I on was guitar. gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you more got the yeah. the open chords. You and beat you me move to the cable punch. around, and you're like, well, yeah. okay, I guess these are what I'm using. Or I feel like what some I funky he- riff or some shit. Yeah, but I hear it. I hear the riff. Yeah. Cannot execute it for the life of me. So I have to go to the piano or just Ableton and like figure things out there. Yeah. But I just feel so limited and like I can't execute anything that I hear on the guitar ever. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I get it. You you have like a rocker thing to you. You yeah. have like rock in you. Yes. I, which usually goes I to am gu- rock. guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am Mother Rock. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're not, even if you, all of the classical and all of that, like, you, the rock is in you. Yes. From your POD days or whatever, you know what I mean? So, you can't run away from it. Yeah. That leads guitar. That leans guitar, my friend. I know. Or, you know, it could be a lot of my keyboard friends. Like, they're just, they never got to rock. So, like, I have a keyboard friend who'll be like, yeah, so did you check out the new Queens record? I'm like, Queens the Stone Age. He's like, you're checking that out already? He's like, it's just because he can't do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I don't know. That's another possible. Totally. Maybe you were, like, doing all the piano shit. You're like, I just wanted to rock, dude. Oh, like, yeah. I, I wish. I rock. <laughs> I wish I could play guitar as good as you. Like, I wish. That would be such a dream. But. I can't. Well, you're that doing all this sh- shedding at these dark locales. And no, no. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? It'll, it'll lead to s- s- songs. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just don't have the So time. you had a guitar phase. I'm sorry yeah. to push you off the track. You no, had a it's guitar okay. phase. Yeah, had a guitar phase. Had to stop it. I do have a really sweet electric guitar. It's, I don't, it's a rock star, is actually what it's called. It's yeah. like an Ibanez something. I don't know. Road star. Road star. And it's turquoise. That's hot. It's really great. She's mm-hmm. under the bed. She lives under the bed forever. <laughs> she's, she's under the bed. She's under the bed. Um, but then I started getting more into keys just because I had to to teach. Like I had to kind of go into teaching myself jazz chords and how to read chord charts and like stuff like that. Yeah. And I picked it up quick. And that is how I will continue to do something is if I can get it quick, <laughs> I will c- continue to do it. But if I can't get it quick, I'm like, no. No, that's a problem with guitar, dude. There's a yeah. high learning curve. Like yes. It's a steep curve to get to like that next place. Like, so. I remember that um, for a while they were trying to get me to do guitar on Silver Arrow gigs. And the thing that I finally was like, I cannot do this. I cannot embarrass myself further was I brought my guitar on a gig and I tried to do Back in Black. 
Mm. And that riff, da 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 yeah. is not that hard on paper. Okay. These are very rhythmic riffs, though. That's what I, yeah, okay. But That's you know probably, what I'm talking about, that hard, little, like, I can even see now what the fingering is supposed to be. Couldn't execute it for the life of me. So finally, I was like, I'm done. Just such an embarrassment. <laughs> like, like was Ollie, there another Ollie player? was on the game. He was so nice. He's so good. He's so nice He's and so, so good. At guitar. Yeah. And that's why I looked at him and I was like, oh, I'm just putting this away. It's going back in the case. Goodbye. And he was like, Good job. I said, Don't patronize me, Ollie. Oh, <laughs> it's so bad. So embarrassing. Yeah, I always get the thing that, like, all you people that can, like, really, really sing and then play a little of, you play instruments as well. Yeah. And it's always just like, well, no, I really sing and I just don't want to carry other shit and show up yeah. and do the whole other. You're like, I can just show up and sing yeah. and leave. Yes. You guys are fucking around with amps yeah. and chords and bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to do it. I <laughs> used to do PA. Remember when they had me do PA? That oh. was terrible. <laughs> That was terrible. You're like, oh, I'm bringing a PA. God. That is the worst part. It yeah, is the worst. Suck it up. I'm always just like, I got to take one for the team right now. Yeah. I'm just doing it for the team. Oh. If there's a PA, I know a gig will happen. Yeah. No, I never want to do that again. I just want to show up, have a couple drinks, and leave. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, I'm looking to get a cocktail and get the fuck out of here. All right, We're I'm not playing paid. back in black. No. <laughs> um, I'll sing I'll it. I'll sing it. But I'll sing it. <clears throat> I'm not playing that riff. Yeah. All right. Well, fun. Whatever. Sorry. How's your writing now then? Jump to now. It's writing. good. You're busy. I'm busy. I new. Something, something on the road. Nothing, nothing, nothing new yet, but Don't I have lie. a new... Um, situation, which I'm very excited about. You actually just had him on the podcast, Andy Ren Martinez. We love Andy. He's, He's loved in New York, yeah. The best. He and I are writing together now, from here on out. Right. And we're trying to meet like twice a month and hold each other accountable to it because that's the other thing is that like I'm real lazy. And if I don't have a deadline, I'll be like, mm. It'll get done eventually. Mm, yeah, solo artist is so effing hard. It is. It really is. Yeah. Because I would sometimes just rather, you know, take a bath than write a song. <laughs> Baths are great. But with Andy now, he's like, are you coming over at two? And then we're doing this. And he's keeping me organized and on my toes, which is really good. So we're starting a thing. Is it a new project or is it under your name? It's going to be under Emily Danger. Good. Um, and he, you know. He's a little guardian angel for you, like. He really is. He really like, is. He always has been. Let's fucking do this. Huh? I know. He yeah. really is. But it's amazing with him because then I also have a built-in, like, Percussionist, amazing Ableton yeah. producer. He does so as many well. things. Yeah, his yeah. whole thing is going to blast off in time. Yeah, I think so too. And I think the two of us just work so well together. And he knows the kind of thing that I'm going for. And he's not going to try to deviate and be like, well, maybe let's try this. He's like, no, it's this. That's what it is. Yeah. And it's great. It's really good. Mm. Plus, like, Fiona makes uh, cookies when I come over. She knows your sugar yeah. addiction. <laughs> She's yeah. the same. She's. No, I knew that Just about like her. Me. Yeah, I actually yeah. did know that about her. Yeah. I was like, what? so there's that too. That's good. Fiona, Fiona's just like <laughs> you got Fiona with it too. 
uh, yeah, I didn't totally know her thing, but she was uh, telling me about like how she really loves McDonald's. She loves McDonald's. And I was like, I actually thought she was fucking around with me. I was like, no. And she's like, no, my Instagram name is Fiona's loving it. And that's when I was like, oh, she's not joking. No, she's obsessed. <laughs> it's you really good. Where you're like, yeah. you think someone's joking? You're like, no, they're not joking shit. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. I have shame eaten McDonald's in my garage before. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want people I mean, to it, know. No, I, you don't want people to know. I know. It's like, know. A, it's like a private shaming. Yeah. You feel shameful. You're like, oh. But like the first three nuggets are pretty good. So good. <laughs> no. And for 20 minutes, it's great. But then you feel so bad. Horrible. For days. <laughs> for days, you feel bad. For days, you're like, oh my Why'd God. Why did I do that? I know. It's good. So you and Andy are writing a new record. It's going to be... Yep. Three songs? Five songs? I don't... You don't have to tell me, D. I feel like now I'm at, I'm going into like this... You're like... You're like, I don't really... I'm like, it. Paul, we just started last week. We... Did you really? Yeah, we literally just started last week. Okay, all we right. Came you have up, nothing. You have we have nothing. nothing. I've written... We've written nothing. We came up with a pretty cool loop that yep. is going to be the foundation of something. And that's all we have so far. That's it. Because because I was going to try to tie this into the guitar thing or whatever. So it's all going to be computer, which is cool, which is what your thing well, is. Well, no. I and mean, when I, after, after War Tone and after all that, and that, you were like, yeah, I just did that shit myself. I was just like, what the fuck isn't Emily, <laughs> like, what, like, if I had, like, what? But I get it. No, Life I Life goes on. You know, you do your thing and you find different things. and Yeah, yeah. I mean, I try, I, well, I don't know. I feel like uh, I didn't try as hard as I could have <laughs> with that album. Like, I could have gotten PR for it, and but it's Here so it expensive. I just can't. I don't know. Is it worth it? I feel like it's not. And I, I don't know. Can you make music anymore and have it make you a profit? Reach an audience without spending yeah. an ass load of money. Can yeah. you do that? It's and pretty, I don't think you can. A, dude, to this point, you're saying it, you know, like, I always wanted to not ever be um, like a jaded yes. musician. When I met older musicians, as a young musician, I was like, I don't ever fucking want to be that guy. I know. But now I can understand <laughs> Why? Super that guy. Yeah, I I'm trying so. I'm a hundred percent that guy. I wanted some ice. I'm trying so hard. And yeah. and I know it. I know what you mean. Yeah. And I don't. I as like an artist, like for your art, like like your not songs you sell to people yep. or some other places in the industry where you're in a creative role, but as an artist, mm -hmm. it's just like, dude, what? Yeah. The fuck is the point? Yeah. You have to like, maybe like we were talking about the hustle of the gigs. Like you really have to get off on it. You just have you to do. like love it. You have yeah. to love putting your own shit out there constantly. Yeah, Con I, constantly. Constantly. I don't mind releasing my stuff on the internet myself. I don't mind doing shows every once in a while. Yeah. I love, I do love that. But I've done the whole spend so much money so on PR. on the other records, did you have PR? Yes, and, uh, yes. And the shitty, the shitty thing 
is that the only time I got amazing PR, it was through myself and through people I knew. Mm. Had nothing to do with the PR company. PR company was crap. Mm. I got everything on my own by asking favors. And in the end, like, I'm not that person. I don't like asking favors of people. I don't like being like, I I just hate, I hated it. Hated it. It's very challenging. You have to be very... It is. Shameless and... Yeah. And I don't know if it's like, if in the end it's even worth it. Because, you know, I... This album I'm like the most proud of. Because I did it, the majority of it, like on my own. And I found the people I wanted to work with. And I worked with them. And it's such like a... My heart is in that album, and like a lot of my pain and trauma is in that album. It's a personal. It's personal. Mm. But for me, just releasing it was enough. It didn't need to be on Pitchfork. It was never going to be on Pitchfork. And if it if it was on Pitchfork and got eviscerated <laughs> on Pitchfork, <laughs> yeah. I think it would have broken my heart. It would have broken my heart. I think, and I don't know if I would have kept doing it. So I think in this way it might be like a protective mechanism yeah, that maybe I haven't. The reveal of your heart is yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's so personal for you. Mm-hmm. But I will keep releasing music, but like just for me and on my own terms. And if it goes somewhere, then that's awesome. If someone happens to put it on a Spotify playlist or whatever, because I think that's how it happens now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. That is maybe one of the ways, but yeah, I, I have don't know. No, no idea. Couldn't tell you. Uh, I know. See, because to your point, before we get so dark and jaded veteran in here, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was, I, to me, it was always like I came to New York to do original music. Like, right. Yeah. In whatever capacity. Yeah. And I did it for a long, I didn't take a wedding gig until I was 30. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing that shit. <sighs> wow. But, Kind of like we talked about, like, you know, you went through your church phase. Yeah. It's like, I didn't, and now I'm like, well, I'm still having fun. This yeah. is still fun to me. I'm like, I wasn't doing this. Like, this is cool. Yeah. I, I wasn't forced to make money. But yes, I still want to pursue the original music thing. Sure. With other people. Yeah. Under my own shit, because something about it makes me feel, like, justified. It's like, yeah. I'm still an artist. Yeah. Even though I'm yeah. really just hustling <laughs> shit but you are. fucking all you, over the place. You just came out with a new album. It's happening. No, no, no. It's like I feel like I have to. Mm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it, it's it's like if I didn't, I, I think I would be, for me, I'd, I'd probably like, your stories are like I'm crying in the shower. I'd probably yeah. be like, what am I, oh, go to yoga class and just start bawling and not know why. I'd be like, what? what it? It's probably because I didn't yeah. put out a track or something. Yeah. Know. No, that makes if sense. That made any sense. I it could does. be the tequila talking now. I don't know. <laughs> No, I'm just like, I'm just saying lines. words. All these damn lines, I used one. <laughs> they just looked good. It was like two for a dollar. I was like, all right, oh well, I'll my get God. six lines. Anyway, you'll have limes for days. It's good. <sighs> I feel you. I, I do think on this album, though, I was talking to Andy about it. I think that it would be sick to have, like, live guitar on it or, like, live bass or, you know. So you're going to get a phone call soon. Yeah. Don't, Whatever. <laughs> No, I saying you do like where the spirit takes you. Yeah, yeah. No, but I think it I you are That's right. Like I like say, rock. But like you have a soul both of the tracks that we're presenting in this podcast yeah. of you, Emily, are absolutely representative of you, but yeah, in no way like showcase your ability to like channel Robert Plant or mm. your Trent Reznor thing. Like yeah. this whole rocker mentality that you have. That's yeah. not actually Yeah. 
maybe shed my skin a little bit, but in your mm. solo musics, it's not really. That's true. Yeah. It's not like you, the rock god, who's That's like. That's true. Yeah. Which I is am. fine that they're separate. Thi- I am. I am rock. rock. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want to do that. I don't. I don't feel. Uh, I guess because I'm not on a label and because I'm not like you know so well known in like a certain genre. I would do a rock album, no problem. Like, I told Andy I want to do a disco album. Ooh. I think that'd be really fun. Or like a Sade moment, you know? But I love, I love singing rock. It's like my favorite thing to do live. I love it. I just don't know if I write that way. But maybe, maybe we do this one album. I don't know. And I always say this, well, I think you can do all of these things on one album. That's the beautiful yeah. thing about now. Yeah, that's too, true. Right? Totally. Because like, you're yeah. like, oh, well, this is my sound. Yeah. I had friends years ago always be like, you know, I did this ska track, and then I do this country track. I'm like, well, to me, dude, I'm only hearing you. Yeah. Like, I'm oh. not hearing your style. I'm hearing your voice and your lyrics, you know? Right. Yeah, that's true. So I, think it, I think it is okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, my little goofy shit, it's like... Well, here's my country guy, and here's my <laughs> funk guy, and here's the you know world music thing I tried to do, or yeah. whatever, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Did you ever? Uh, what's like the most outrageous genre you did on of your own original stuff? You're on it, dude. It's the song that's not out yet, Tori. Really? That's, that's me like rock. trying to be a woman, dude. Like that's me. <laughs> that's yeah. me trying to like. Um, I want to yeah. be. <laughs> I mean, a different person. You know what I mean? Like, didn't even face me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, eh. Like, nothing shocks me after all I've seen. Nothing shocks me anymore. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But the the genre of it is you. Yes. It's like super rock. Yeah, it's like stadium rock, that song. It's so good. But I wrote it on a piano. Like so oh. to me to me it sounds different, but it is just some minor ass shit. But like Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. was so so I wrote a bunch of songs in that style, trying to be piano yeah. rock. Yeah. Right. And to me it would always end up sounding like the worst of that genre, which would be like like train or just like so uber poppy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who's that one band? Somewhere something new? Somewhere something be Somewhere that, Only We Know? Yes, who's that band? That band is Keen, Keen, my friend. Keen. And I appreciate that music. Do you? Well, no. <laughs> you I, don't, for some reason, I'm I was not trying, in Keen. If You're I'm not... like, hey, I'm going to try to do this, like, Tory thing. Mm-hmm. And it always ended up, I think I just didn't have the chops or the, mm. I, I don't know. It always ended up, like, very poppy on the piano. Yeah. Okay. Something about the piano can you can really write pop on a piano. You know what I mean? Yes, you can. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. It's just like oh, yeah. here's your chords. They're right there. You don't even have to move your hands. Yeah. 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 You can move chords very fast too, which is kind of in vogue for that style of keen pop. I think. You know what I mean? And I think Tori does her chords move. Well, she's sl- yeah. I know. I, we're talking about in a different realm. And yeah. fucking the other one who obviously is Fiona Apple, dude. Like, oh. Every one of her songs is so goddamn good. Yeah. And intellectual and musical and like. Yeah. Yeah. She, her and Tori Amos, when I was in high school, were like, just shaped every thought I had of anything. Yeah. You know? They added, I think, to my spirituality, both those women. And Alanis Morissette, too. Like, when Jagged Little Pill came out, I was like, what is happening? (laughs) 
Ani DeFranco, all those women. So good. Yeah. Amazing. Ani's oh, I love Ani. Badass. I love Ani. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Where the hell is Fiona now, man? I feel like I can identify where all these other women are, but does she just she just kind of like falls off? She had the Idler Wheel record with yeah the dude, but like I saw her on I saw that album tour. She, Blake Mills opened for her. Yeah, my wife was at this show. This is yeah. This is supposed to be an unreal show. It was an amazing show. Was she maybe dating Blake Mills for a minute? Was it that seemed the that way, but she. Blake Mills was amazing. I love Blake Mills. Amazing. And He's people a were wizard. Yeah. Ugh, but his songs. God. Good. I love his lyrics. Too, yeah. I love him. But people were talking during his set, and she came out and yelled at everyone and was this like, "Is that like Car- or Radio City or something?" No. What's the one where Steely Dan always plays? It's like the Upper Beacon. East, the Beacon. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, at the yeah. Beacon. Um, and she was like, "You're all so rude." Shut up. <laughs> and everyone was like, well, I'm sorry. And everyone <laughs> shut up. And then they listened to him and he was amazing. Yeah. Then they can't, They did like a kind of a Johnny and June Carter kind of cash thing, which was awesome, that show. Um, but she was kind of, she was on something or not eating or something was going on. Because she her banter in between songs was weird. It was stuff I like was funny like, or insightful or just she, uh, like she, irreverent. Like she, I remember she walked up to the microphone and she was like, I have a joke. And then she like did this little like squirrely laugh to herself. And then she was like, what do you call the 18 year old with a, with a record industry contract? And someone was like, what? And then she just didn't answer and then started a song. And we were like, what are you talking about? It was really bizarre. She never uh, said the end of the joke. She's stuck in her 18-year-old self then? Yeah. Yeah. It was very weird. Hmm. Everything I've ever read about her, yeah, I've just been like, she is actually just weird. Yeah. Did you ever read um, my favorite interview with her is, I think it was in The New Yorker. And she, it was blatantly obvious that she slept with the interviewer. Did you ever read that? No, I didn't read this interview. Oh, my God. So it's like this in-depth, amazing interview in her home where she never gives interviews. And it was like super in-depth. And then... I must have read that. Did you? Because the interviewer, my favorite part is he's like, the next morning when I woke up, she was doing blah, blah, blah. And we were like... Well, <laughs> you spent the night at Fiona Apple's house. And then she texts him the next day about reality TV because she loves reality TV. Oh it God. was bananas. I'll send it to you. It's a great interview. It, it, they this, just slept together. Is this the one? Man, I read one where like it was the making of the record and she was talking about how she would wake up, like have a cup of coffee mm-hmm. and draw. Yes, it's that interview. It is an interview because I was just like, it's that interview. What kind of <laughs> yeah privileged life yeah. is she reading? Like, she doesn't even work on music. She just draws. She just draws. Yeah, that's that interview. But it's so. Oh, see, I wasn't that hip. I didn't. Oh my I god! I was just like, this is. He sneaks it in, and you're like, oh my god, you slept with her. It's amazing. It's an amazing interview. I love it. I love her. She's. I do love her. I. I, I mean, her music is. I know. Born none. I even I like Idler Wheel. That's like you mm. you know you're a fan if you can listen to that whole record and be like this is fucking great. I like Extraordinary Machine. The first time they released it when John <laughs> when John Bryan did the production. Yeah. Oh my god. 
I love John Bryan. Yeah, of course. That's like a pairing from heaven for me. Yeah. I loved it. But people hated it. I was like, I don't know. It's kind of the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah, she's a fucking weird bird, man. Yeah, she's weird. She's, yeah, probably genuinely a weirdo. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's a total weirdo. This is what I think is going to happen to Billie Eilish too. This is a little bold, yeah. but I'm like, we are watching yep. a very young woman, and clearly she hasn't fallen into any of the trappings. In fact, she's rewriting the trappings. But I'm like, yeah. she's still going to turn 24 and 25, and like, she's still weird. She's still weird, yeah. and she's. Mm, She's gonna like lose her. She has to sow her wild oats for a little bit, dude. Like, I know. She and it's gonna be like public fucking. It's like Justin Bieber, dude. Like he was yeah. just yeah, the gem, and then it was like, oh, dude. Well, he's just he's going through his adolescence at a different period. Yes, you know. I'm a little worried about Billie Eilish because do you watch the show Hot Ones on YouTube? Mm-mm. You don't. No. Everyone needs to watch Hot Ones on YouTube. It's, okay. It's this guy. You would love Hot this. Ones. Hot Ones. It's this guy who interviews people, and they eat very hot wings. Oh, dude, dude, I've, I've seen... I saw someone on it. <laughs> who is he on it? You know who's amazing DJ on it? DJ Khaled, maybe? Sure, yes. He's on it, yeah. <laughs> Shaq, Shaq is the best. On you know, he, I could, I could see him being the best. Yeah. I he's judge. Fucking, he's just one of those people that's just entertaining. Yeah. He's just funny. Yeah. I judge how cool people are based on how great they are on this particular <laughs> show. It's your barometer. You're yes. Like, well, how are they on hot ones? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Charlize Theron, phenomenal on hot ones. She's a phenomenal she person. Cool. Yeah. No. I, um, okay. I, this is coming together. I it's see true, it. It's true. It's true. Uh, Coolio, one of the best hot ones I've ever seen. Shaq, amazing. Uh, Gordon Ramsay couldn't finish the hot wings. He had to tap out. Couldn't finish. Billie Eilish uh, was not that good on hot ones, and it made me a little sad. And that's when I was like, is something wrong? Is she like so in did, this industry that she has not a personality that much for this? You know, I would assume Bieber would be bad on Hot Ones. Wow. Well, that's interesting. I don't know about Bieber, but that's interesting insight, insightful insight. Double entendre. Double entendre. No, double. <laughs> double negative. Double use of double a, a word. Double use of the same word. God damn it. I'm saying that's interesting about your take on Billy because I know something's not right and I know that she must have the best crew of handlers and yeah. management and lawyers and everything. Yeah. There's no question, like, yeah. to be the pop rocket that she is, she has the very best surrounded. Oh, her. yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that doesn't surprise me. She's not good on Hot Ones. It was a little disappointing. Everything she's ever, I've ever seen her, I'm like, I don't know. She's so weird that I'm intrigued. So I would watch her like weird yeah. videos or some shit. You yeah. Know what I mean, like I'm like, what is her? I love her music. I music think her is m- fucking great. Music's yeah. amazing, but did yeah. you listen to the Bond tune? No. She made a Bond. She ha- she's song? the new Bond song. Oh my god. And she actually like opens up for a second. Really? She maybe I don't know if you would use the word belt, but I would use the word belt. For okay. Like three seconds. She. Busts out of the whisper thing for a second. Mm. It's good. Wow. I would love to write a Bond song. That's my dream. 
It'd be good. That's kind of your genre, yeah. Like, yeah. it's kind of danger. Oh, dude, so how did you get the name? Tell me about the name. That was another question in my head. I didn't write that one down. I was like, we got to get the background of this spy uh, music name. That's great. Um, when, I don't, I, I'm sorry that I cannot pinpoint when this happened, but <laughs> <laughs> I think when I was at Manhattan School, okay, I used to drag my classmates to karaoke because... I was so hating what they were having us do at opera school that I would go to karaoke all the time. And it's this bar that is like my bar. It's called Planet Rose. It's on Avenue A. Okay. And it's my. It's literally my bar. It's my bar. It's my bar. Uh, the owners are my really wonderful friends. They're like family. And I would live. I lived across the street there my first year in New York. And I just popped in to like for happy hour. And then I started singing there. And they were like. You have no tab ever, basically. Dang. <laughs> but they are, um, I, we just would have a ball. Like, they're amazing people. So I would drag all my friends to this bar. And, you know, you know how, like, some trained singers cannot do karaoke in a good way? It's like dancers, yes. Not everybody can free yes. dance or free sing. Very yeah, yeah, no, good no. Trained, analogy. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they or get... they pick terrible songs. <laughs> like. Yeah. Like, <laughs> read the room, like, know the crowd. Like, you can't, this is what you want to yeah, say. you can't do it. So, I don't know how, but someone started calling me Emily Danger, and they wrote it on a little piece of paper and gave it to the karaoke KJ. And the KJ was like, Emily Danger? And I was even like, oh, me. And then I and then I got up, and that they just said that, I sang like dangerously or like dangerous things. I would pick like a Zeppelin tune to sing. Like, oh I'd do God. like Black Dog or whatever, and people would be like, it's Emily Danger. And it just stuck. I don't know. I don't even know who or when or where it happened, but it just stuck. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, pre, this is a very inside story, but it mm. will work itself out. Oh, Jeff Taylor played before you. Uh huh. And the, and he has like, you know that cat a little bit. No, I don't he, know anyone. That's okay. That I should know. They come from like a geekier music school, okay. like jazz nerds. Oh are, yeah. Are like hanging out and like going to check out their thing. Like oh my god, they did all the, oh, that. Oh yeah. Was killing man, those people. You know. <laughs> <what I> mean? <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> very, yeah, 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 yeah. Very inside musician joke right there, and. <laughs> <laughs> I saw these n- little dudes at the bar next to me, and they're like, they were reading the thing, like, oh, Emily Danger. I, over- I overheard them. They're like, oh, oh Emily Danger. I've heard of her. And I was like, <laughs> everyone always says that, and I don't believe no, them that's ever. Good. No, that's what I, I was like. I don't believe I, I just looked at his. His age. I was like... Yeah, right. Yeah. Maybe you have, and maybe you've checked out her tunes, but I know you're here to see the nerdy shit right now. <laughs> and, like, for some reason, I just don't think... You're just saying that because that is, like, two words you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. maybe maybe he's checked your thing out. I, I just... The way he said it, I was like, you're just saying that, dude. Like, I'll tell you, an ama- the most amazing time that ever happened, it was fantastic, was Niall Rogers said that to me. I was at a party. Nile Rogers, the guitar player for Chic. Yeah, now one of my Nile favorite Rogers. guitar players. Yeah, Nile Rogers. Wow, so you're just gonna totally trump my story. 
That's good. Yes. You were like, oh yeah. He was like, oh, he's I've like, heard of oh, Emily I know. Danger. I was just celebrating her whole collection. No, I was at a party and freaking Nile Rogers was there. Lady Gaga was also there. But that is neither here nor there. Okay. Now Rogers is there, and I'm like losing my mind over it. And I, it's the one time that I was like, I got, I have to say something because if I don't, I'll regret it the rest of my life. Yeah. So I walk up to him and I say, um, Mr. Rogers, hello. Uh, he seems so fucking cool and down to earth. Like I'm a little yeah. obsessed with him. So he was probably just like he oh, was hello. so sweet, so kind of English and almost European, cool. Yeah. He's amazing. And I reach out my hand, I take his hand, and I'm like, I love. Literally everything you do, everything you touch is gold, and you're wonderful. And he- oh, you just laid it on hot, huh? You said that shit? Wow. Okay. And he goes, oh, thank you. And who are you? And I said, oh, my name is Emily Danger. And he goes, oh, yes, I know that name. And in my uh, mind, I'm like, the hell you do know, Rogers? You do not know my name. But that was, it was very nice of Like, him. you own EmilyDanger.com. No, I don't. Emily. There's is, another one? All right. I'm yes, sorry for bringing no, up dark shit. <laughs> You're like, no. em, Emily Danger is a um, dominatrix based out of Chicago. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I've Maybe that's why this little dude yeah, yeah, is like, oh, yeah. I know her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I a lot of deviant sexual people think they uh, know me. They think they know you. I got it. But I've tried to buy that donut. I've tried to buy it so what, what often. Emily Danger It's music? Emily Danger Music. I also own Emily Danger Band. But I've tried to buy just straight up Emily Danger forever. And it's just like thousands. She's not letting go. Of no, she's, she's not even like working anymore. Because I stalk her. Mm. Cause I that was is thinking, like a fucking weird thing. Yeah. I know people have approached me about my name, and my name is not even that popular. There's really, other there's wow. like athletes in the UK who has like like there's a famous soccer player yeah. I think, who has my name or some shit like that, and they've like and I'm like no, dude. I have a friend who has a great Instagram handle. It's Wanderlust, and and she got this Instagram handle like ages ago. Oh yeah, she has been offered thousands of dollars for that Instagram handle and she's really smart because she's holding on to it and I think if someone offers her a million she'll take it isn't that brilliant a million uh yeah wanderlust it's brilliant wow what would be the price for uh, like what are you willing to pay for Emily Danger now we're in a fantastical game that my brain we're putting a number to a thing now I if I had spare cash 10 G no I'd pay like a thousand for it if I had. She must get approached all the time. You think? No, I don't know. No, I just made that no up. one. <laughs> but well, like, like, okay, since so a no, dominatrix she and she's a known, is she? I, I don't know. You don't know. You're not in contact with I, the other Emily Danger in Chicago. I don't know. Well, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I'm not sure. I know it was very upsetting when I went to buy it and I saw what it was and I was like. Oh, Course, and then it got worse when Carlos Danger was a thing. Do you remember that whole thing? We're really what dating. Weiner, Anthony Weiner, was oh. Carlos Danger. Oh my god! When he was, oh my god, sending. Um, yes, you're going way back into the annals of the post. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was a shame. When I was doing shows, you're like God damn it, and people would so be like horrible jokes. Yeah, yeah, people would be like, "Are you?" Carlos Danger's niece. Yeah. And be like, shut up. Yeah, that was the worst. Harvey Danger is great. 
Great band. I don't mind. They have their one song. Being a so- such it. so good. Still a fucking great song. That song bangs. <laughs> bangs. That is a great song. Yeah. Oh my god, the barnstorm did it the other day when I was sitting in with them, and yeah. I was like, I was jumping up and down, like, losing my mind. Song? It's so good. Every lyric is good. It's kind of timeless too. Yeah. It is. It's so good. I'm not sick, but I'm not well. Yeah. Brilliant. I could talk about it for days. <laughs> Okay, so you're going to pay $1,000 for Emily Danger and then I, the no. price of Wanderlust? No. You're like, no, 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 no. Now, I'm now, not gonna- now you're only going to do 500 Your price is going down. <laughs> if I offer 1000 and she takes like a day, I'll be like, well, now it's 700 Goes down by the minute. You should offer her this. I feel like I did reach out to her once. And I feel like she knew what to do to like work the system yeah yeah no, once you get the name everybody's just like and there's yeah. all this shit there's like dot net dot blah yeah dot bullshit well fiona apple doesn't own FionaApple.com. hers is something even weirder and yeah no it still doesn't find matter. her yeah doesn't it doesn't matter now the instagram handle that possibly could be more valuable yes because there's only one wanderlust yeah i'm glad i got emily danger on instagram that's good very good yeah yeah she's probably like Oh, she has ah. the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She's going to offer you money. You should That'd try to great. sell it to her for like 10G maybe. That would be great. A stack of high society. 10G, yeah. just clean. That'd be good. I never realized like, I'm just talking and reaching for ice. It's I never, okay. Um, I never realized the value of like uh, the name and also the, not prestige, that's the wrong word, but like. The following that you have when it comes to this name, because I said to Andy, I was like, you know, in this project, we could also come up with a Here, new name. Me, oh, yeah. Oh, good. More. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Excellent. We're going in. We're going in. <laughs> this is our seventh tequila <laughs> and They're our seventh lime. I made the first one very light. No, it's great. Um, I have a very high tolerance. I, and I dr- drank a lot of tequila last night also. I'm going to cut another lime. Great. So the value of a name. Yeah, the value of a name. I said to Andy, I was like, if you want to start a whole new thing, uh, I don't care. It doesn't have to be Emily Danger. And he looked at me like I was a lunatic. And he was like, (laughs) are you crazy? No. Like, you would have to start all over with Facebook and Instagram. And he's like. Dude, that would be a fucking nightmare. And I didn't think of it. I was like, all right. I I just thought we could come up with a cooler name. I don't know. But he, I think he's right. He's right. So we'll keep the name. I ha- okay, I do have one counter argument to this, though, is that, like, people are always into, like, new. Yeah. You always have to sell new. So, like, if you're coming out with another Emily Danger record, your fans are going to check it out. But simultaneously, if you're like, you come up with this new thing. Thank you. I don't know. I don't know if I'm being speaking the truth. Like this tiny cutting board is really adorable. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry I didn't mention it before. <laughs> Look at this tiny cutting board. It's very cute. Wait, now I have too many limes. Look at this. Yeah, you have a <laughs> my glass. <laughs> my glass is half limes. There's Take not even. Up. There's no room for liquid. Well, where can I throw the limes away? All right, I'm going to work that out in my brain. Mm, it's okay. Look, I'll this just coffee, leave. This is my coffee cup. Put them, put them in here. Okay. Well, I could just leave them. I don't have to be a princess about it. No, no, no. It's all right. There's a lot of... I, I was like, eh, I'm just going to leave the limes in there. <laughs> well, they probably add to the flavor. I... <laughs> like, like pickles. Yeah, like extra pickles. Like extra pickles, too. <laughs> what can I get you? You want some... Could I have more of... To- what is this Topo called? Chico, Topo Chico. 
This is a huge deal. I never was a. I never knew Topa Chico until like two years ago. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, does it? Yeah. <laughs> is it? Did it become big two years ago? Um, it's always been big. I feel it's always been big in Texas. Yes, and it was always a thing. Yes, because you could go to like. Yeah. You'd go to the bar and be like, oh, I don't have to feel like an asshole drinking water over a paper cup. Like, yeah. you could buy a seltzer and still feel. Yeah. It was a huge thing at and South it, By. It, yeah, exactly. Totally and then you. it did, unfortunately, get bought by the people that own Coke, whatever that company uh, is. Coke? S- the company of Coke? <laughs> I don't know. Like, beverage <laughs> nerds would be like, oh, InBev owns Topo now. It's not real to- It's not bottled in Monterey, Mexico anymore or whatever. You know what I mean? Did you ever uh, do you ever mess with Clearly Canadian? You know what I'm talking about? Of course. Where is that stuff? I bet you it's on Amazon. It's not. You looked? Well, someone told me. I've seen someone post about it recently. Like, I did. And I was like, it was me. It was I thought, you? Yeah. <laughs> it's, I only I talk about it. It's like an all evil laugh. I was like, oh, I'm, I did tell you I stalked your Facebook page last night just to like. I always talk about Clearly Canadian because it's so good. It's like the OG. It's like. Yeah, it's amazing. It was like light too. Now, have you recently had one? No, but I know I. The memory is so vivid that I can taste the blackberry clearly Canadian. Ooh, so yeah. So I wonder, like, my palate now, like, would it be like overwhelmingly sugary, or was it like I remember being like light, yes, nice, and like. That's the thing is that I don't think it was sugary. I think it actually tasted like the flavor profile it proclaimed mm. to be. So like the peach wasn't that like Jolly Rancher yeah, like sugar big. peach. It tasted like a literal peach and you were yeah. drinking it. Someone told me World Market has them and I love World Market. Is that the one on 31st Street? And it's... Is there the Euromark place? No, no, no. No. Euromark. World Market is and like a getting, chain. Okay, I thought we were getting geeky story for <laughs> a second. <laughs> I could talk about Euromart. No, I could no, talk no. About okay, it. what's it's World Market's a chain? World Why Market is a it? chain. It's like Pier One. If okay. you if there is a parking lot and there's a Pier One, there's probably a World Market. And then like a f- famous footwear. <laughs> Perhaps Your a, a Burlington really showing, coat. My no. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my god! You're like it's all strip malls, and you're just like, well, if there's a footwear. There probably well, if, there is a world market in Bakersfield, so they have that going for it. But if they sell clearly Canadian there, I'm in. Uh, well, you <laughs> you piqued my interest. I, I yeah, I remember them. I remember thinking they're cool and they're yeah. glass, and you. Ksh, ksh, ksh. And yeah. There's something about the glass that Tobo is, it's a special thing. I had a whole phase with it. Yes. I was ordering it. I was really into it. Okay. And now. Now you're a LaCroix person. Yes, but I'm. Singer health thing that you can probably relate to. I was like, someone, okay, a very actually famous producer, Kevin Killen, guy who produced So by Peter Gabriel. He oh. said to me, he just looked at how many I drank and he was like, well, I don't think you're supposed to do that. You know, like, he was Irish. He said it's ruining your bones. And he got in, he was one of those things where you like someone you trust and respect, and he said it, and I was like, oh, I shouldn't have fucking 900. LaCroix is ruining your boy, your bones? Yeah, it's like, it's something about the bubble, so, but. Oh. It's not in here, but well, I got, I got a water bottle. I got a swell. Uh, oh, yeah, I have one. Did yeah. you change your life when you got one? No, I'm waiting for it, too. <laughs> <laughs> 
It didn't. Well, you've probably no. always been carrying around water and pounding water all your opera singer days. I am a, the worst water drinker that you'll ever meet. Really? I ne- yes. I never stay hydrated. I lose every water bottle I ever buy. In fact, See, I lose them. Yeah. Oh my God. I left my prized Love Island water bottle with my name on it at a gig. And I ca- it's the only time I've ever called a venue <laughs> and been like, listen, it has my name on it. Did someone find it? And I waited for like 30 minutes, and the guy was like, no, man, it's gone. And I was like, that's terrible, because it, it's my Love Island water bottle. Yeah, and you're saying that like I should know what it is, and I kind of do, because it's just Love Island, but I have no idea what you're talking about, but somehow I was just totally with you, that whole story. I was like, yeah, yeah. Love Island, dog. You really? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what is, like, what is Love Island? You're like, well, it was my Love Island water bottle. Like, oh, I was just like with you, like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Love it's Island... A- I could really, I don't know if you want to go down this road. It's a tragic end. It's a tragic end because three people have now committed suicide who were on Love Island, one of them being the host. She just. It's a TV show. It's a TV show. It's a reality show. Oh, is this the one where they pick the mates? And yes. Marriage? Yeah. They don't get married. That's, I think you're thinking Love is Blind. Okay. That's a new thing that I am not getting into. Okay. But Love Island is garbage. It's garbage UK trash TV. Oh, well, that does sound fun. Oh, I my like God. UK humor is always the best. Yeah. The best part was that there was this girl on season one who you couldn't even understand. And my roommate and I were into it. Like we a Cockney put, accent? like or uh, It like, was Essex meets Cockney, and she would be like, <laughs> Tequila! Yeah. Like, you could understand one word for the whole sentence. <laughs> and we would have to put the subtitles on, because we'd be like, what? In the heck is she saying? Wow. And she had fake everything, fake boobs, fake butt, fake face. And I loved this woman. Yeah. But it's tragic. Like, the host killed herself recently. So I can't watch it anymore in good faith because it's like, mm, it's too much, too dark. But it's garbage. And in the show, they all have water bottles that have straws and with it, their names written on it. So uh, I ordered myself had, you, one, <laughs> and I had it. You had this bottle. Oh, and and it was great because certain people would come would up to see me. It. Yeah, you'd find your kind. Yeah, yeah and yeah, they would be, be like, like, "Oh, I nice see that Love Island." Love yeah, Island. it's it was like a language that yeah, you shared yeah, with no, people. I get it. It's beautiful. Yeah. I recently saw a girl in kickboxing with a Love Island water bottle, and she left before I could talk to her. But I was just gonna. You're like, gonna see her ass again. I'm gonna see her. I'm gonna give her a big hug and be like. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, there's only one time. I played a lot of fucking gigs, but one time I left mine. And again, that's great. That's the only time you've ever called a venue. You're like, you know what? Oh, I lost my microphone, upset. sunglasses, jacket, but my goddamn <laughs> water, water bottle. bottle. Yeah. <laughs> that Love Island water bottle. I mean, it was $20. That's, that's a big price to pay for a water bottle. My water it bottle all, now It's like is personalized. Garbage. It has your name on it. So like, I could yeah. see that it, like, they would be like, Oh, Emily? Yeah, Emily. Like, Yeah. No, someone took it. Someone knew what it was, I think, and someone knew its value. And now someone who's not even named Emily is drinking out of my Love Island water bottle. Oh, God. It's very upsetting. That is upsetting. My new water bottle's garbage. It's $3 Marshall water bottle. I thought you said you had a fucking swell. You're lying to me right Oh, no, here? I have that for my coffee. No, it's right here. I'll show you. No. Look. <laughs> oh, you got it. Oh, that is... <laughs> she just buzzed oh, out a swell. swell. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. All right, all right. I lie about 
rivers. I, this, this, is no, like, no. this is like the fake shit. And then oh, yeah. like, for like three years, my wife was like, she got a swell. And I was like, where, man? I got water bottles. And then I got the swell and I was like, oh, wait a second. Yeah. Something about this is way better. The I know it's not going to leak all over my shit. Yeah, that is good. It keeps the temperature. It does. And the temperature's kind of nice. Yeah. I put, pro tip, I put soup in there and it stays hot all day. Soup. Yeah, so at seven o'clock, you're so psyched up to have some hot soup, but you also put your coffee in there. You're <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wash it. I'm no, not no, like... you wash it. I'm not saying you don't wash it, dude. Like you're like, yeah. Right after the coffee, I put soup right in there. <laughs> my hot, my heavy cream coffee yeah. goes directly to oh. chicken soup. Gross. Oh my god, that is gross. Yeah, it's good. I like a swell. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, it's really, it's, I, it, I'm pretty impressed with the overall <laughs> lifestyle change. So I was, you were like, oh, you're the court. Like, and too many people have been like, I've posted about it too much. I, you did too much shit. And then like, yeah, you get associated with the brand. The that brand was, ain't paying me, you know, so. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. That was me and Flaming Hot Cheetos. <laughs> I'm so serious. Everyone associates me with Flaming Hot Cheetos. I get you sent. You ate too many of them. Oh, my God. I get sent every Flaming Hot Cheetos meme. I have Flaming Hot Cheetos sweatpants. I I used to be obsessed with it. I don't eat them anymore. <laughs> and people still. still yeah, yeah. You're like, like, I'm. I, Forever. I like new shit now. Yeah, yeah. It's forever. It's, I don't know. You can't and, say you like something. Yeah. You just can't. People, people hold that close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, mm-hmm. that's your thing. You're like. Yeah. I, I tell Joe, if I make something and he says he likes it, he better be telling the truth because I will continue to make it. You're making the same shit. Yeah. And then he'll be like, you know, one day I don't want him to wake up and be like, I've never liked your tomato soup ever because I'll be like well be honest about it you know that's how I feel about being associated with brands is you just say you like it once and then everyone is like well let me buy you a themed Christmas surrounding well yeah you have pants of a snack yeah that those are like bold (laughs) pants like how many wares are you getting out of those you're like oh shit I can't wear these again yeah 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 I wore them to the liquor store one day, and the guy was like, where did you get those pants? I need those pants. <laughs> You're just like, they're <laughs> yours. In fact, I can't I carry can't. this cross anymore. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I will bring them back to you, my friend. This like, is amazing. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel that way about the liqueur. Like, I still buy yeah. it. I, I like it. I think it's cool. It's not cool. I know it's not cool. It jumped <laughs> It jumped the shark. It like, jumped the shark. Two years ago, and I'm still drinking it. The Tobo jumped the shark when it was like, the fucking went to, I don't, this is too much pressure of uh, what uh, bubbly water to drink, goddammit. This is very good with tequila, though, I will say. I don't know. I'm sure I've had it with tequila, but it's like, tastes better now. I, well, so, I was, I went to a Balducci's. I was in, I was by a Balducci's. Yeah. And when I saw the glass bottle, I knew that instantaneously would be the best. Yeah. So... My best friend in high school has an old Coca-Cola glass bottle vending machine in her backyard. And during high school, her parents kept it stocked with glass Coke bottles. And nothing tastes better than a Coke out of a glass bottle. Like, I don't care what you say. Nothing tastes better than that. Yeah. And it's awesome. And then in college, it was beer, which was also cool for us, obviously. In glass, in the... (laughs) In glass bottles. (laughs) 
Yeah. But still, the Coke. This is the coolest family ever. Yeah, uh, yeah they're pretty great. But the Coke in glass. Glass bottles. Well, that's my Euro thing. If I'm in Europe, where you were just talking about France and Italy, did you get a Coke? It's the only time it feels like okay at 3 p.m. to be like... I guess I did, yeah. I think I'll have a Coke. Yeah. <laughs> I love like, Coke. If you do that here, you're like... Bleh. Yeah. But over there, it's just like, that was delightful. Yeah. Oh, I, I love Coca-Cola. And Dr. Pepper. I love Dr. Pepper. I love some Dr. Pepper. Uh. I could do Dr. Pepper. It's been a minute, dude. I haven't had a Dr. Pepper in a minute. Oh, I should have brought one. It's delicious. <laughs> cool. It's delicious. Should have brought, brought Dr. Pepper. I feel like an idiot. Dang. Well, all right. So, fucking A. <laughs> I just looked at the time. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, we went off. Went off. You got new music coming. It's emilydangermusic.com. Mm-hmm. Emily Danger at Instagram. Yes. I'll say all this stuff in the beginning. So cool. tell, give me, I picked, I told Emily, I was like, how about Shake and Awake? That song, <laughs> I, yeah, I was yes. like immediately like, holy shit, did Prince write this song? Is this like Shut female up. Prince? Shut up. Oh my no, God. No, dude, I, I'm saying it's like a thing. It's like, That's nice. It's very, it's a nice track and I like it. Thank you. That's really nice of you to say. Thank you. I love Prince, so. The best, yes. So, and it has like a, like Prince Channel in my mind that's what I heard I was like wow was like a Prince track that's very generous of you I think it's like <laughs> <laughs> I can't I literally can't think of it. you can never anything. trust the storyteller you gotta trust no, the person I know yeah. I can't like, I, don't I don't know it's a I don't personal know what track it's like. yeah you wrote it, it mm-hmm. you produced it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you're Writing to the computer, to the beats, to the that style of writing. Yeah. Do you write the lyrics to the beat, or do you come in with lyrics, or do you improvise them and edit them? I don't know. What's your process kind of with this way that you're writing now? Um, it kind of depends on the song. I personally think my best stuff came together as one. So, like, I... With Less Blue, for example, like I had the track as I was writing the lyrics and I was writing the melody as the track was being written. And it was all meshing together. Yeah. Um, But sometimes there's just a drum beat that I like and then I'll put piano chords over it and then the lyrics will come. Very rare occasions the lyrics come first because I feel like I need to feel the flow of the song and I need to hear the rhythms in order to get the cadence of the lyrics. Um, But I'm trying to write the other way, actually, because I think that that is an excuse and I think it limits me um, because it's very easy to take out a pad of paper and write lyrics down, but it's harder for me to, like, bump Ableton up and, like, get the sounds and things like that. So I think I use it as a crutch sometimes. So I'm trying to write more lyrics alone. We'll see how that goes. And maybe bring... Bring them to the table or something. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes I look at them and I'm like, this is so, such garbage. Like, it's just, I don't know. So, I don't know. Sometimes I need to hear the song first. Yeah. Yeah. It depends. So, it depends. Yeah, there's no one way. I no. don't know. You know, I, I find that you you can, like you said, you can hear a beat and be inspired by it. And yeah. Like, it kind of comes out. Yeah. Yeah. 
I also think there's an atmosphere to certain songs. So, like, in the beginning of this, in the beginning of Shaken Awake with the vocals, that came way later. Like, I had already laid down all the vocals, and then my producer, Alex, put it in the front. Um, But it set the atmosphere perfectly. And I think, right? Like, and so, like, hearing the space, hearing the kind of bass that was with it, that kind of set the tone for the words. Mm. <laughs> well, I think that's a, well. That's interesting to the modern writing style where you can just hear because the other track ends on a dance. It goes from like yeah vocal song dance, and then this is like vocal. It's the opposite. Yeah, which is I think I always say that to people like you. If you do something once in your own ri- writing, it's like uh-huh. I have to do something different the next time. I can't can't like for my my thing. I'm always like, all right, drop out chorus. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I always put a drop on course. But, like, I'm trying not to. Damn <laughs> That's it. That's right. I always, do, I always have a walk down. It's yeah. fun. <laughs> we we all have our shit. <laughs> hey, I'm going to do a walk down and then and drop on course. And uh, probably that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's the song. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Got a walk down, throw in a seventh chord, <laughs> and uh, belt the end. And there you go. That's like, done who, done. you know who has an amazing joke? And I always steal it as my own, but it's actually, it's not mine. Um, Someone talks about Lady Gaga as being, like, super, super formulaic and how she, like, is singing and she's, like, here in the first verse. She's, like, and then the chorus is a little bigger (laughs) and then we're back down for the second verse. (laughs) And then there's the bridge and then there's the end. And it's just so formulaic. Yeah. It's yeah, hilarious. That was a good Gaga it's breakdown <laughs> of her songs. That you just did her all her albums. Yeah. It's really good. I I can't take credit for that. I stole that from someone. I can't remember who. That's good though. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. And we love her. I love her. You know her. what? It was Miranda. That's Miranda's joke. That's a good joke. She's funny. She's hilarious. It's Miranda's joke. She's Canadian, dude. The Canadians I stole that joke from her. Miranda, I'm giving you credit for that joke. It's very good. <laughs> it's a good joke. That was a good joke. And it is so true. It dude. is. Yeah. Especially in Shallow. That whole like, ah, ah, that thing. Well, what's the tune where she does like the rapping outro? And she just names all the places. God, she's great, dude. Though she, like, no, whatever, she's amazing. Like, as much as you want to like. She's great. Dude. She's great. Did you watch Five Foot Two or her movie? I had to turn it off. You didn't like it. <laughs> well, <laughs> Joe Joe actually put it in a really good way. It starts to feel like a commercial about halfway in. Mm. And then I was like, out. When she was sitting there and then she was like, I just, I have to take off my top. Oh, God. Yeah. I was like, do you have to take off your top? I don't think you do. So It just started to feel like a commercial. That's funny how powerful that scene is because at my little Hotsi Totsi Westchester Music School, this is I should have we I should have finished this podcast and tell you the story. But let's <laughs> keep it going, keep <clears throat> rolling. It, the day it came out, I was like, oh, I don't know, this will be cool. Let's put this on. And then, like, it's in the lobby with the parents, and her tits were out, dude. And I was like... Full, full and out. And I, I caught flack from the director being like, did you know that she takes her top off and is doing drugs in... And I was oh, like... yeah. No, I didn't know that. I just thought, you know, she's cool, she's hip, like... Yeah, yeah. And it was like... So, yes, that scene is... Yes. Yeah. And then I... So I went home and watched it, and I was like... 
is a little contrived. It was a little fake. A little I bit. Was, the whole thing. and Yeah. I don't want to judge. And the, even the whole outro of her. I don't fucking understand her thing. That, like, the deep fandom, like. Yeah. I don't. There's pieces of her I don't get. But yeah. I love her music. Same thing yeah. with fucking Billie Eilish. Like, I don't yeah. understand her. I don't understand Fiona Apple, but I love their music. You know what I mean? So Totally. 100%. Lady Gaga has a little bit of that. But. Ha- yeah. As a male, I was totally cool with her taking her shirt off. That was cool. Yeah. Her smoking weed, totally cool. Yeah. Her doing all the farmies, though, is like, that's where I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I don't get, like those. No, I get a little worried about it. Yeah. Yeah, smoking joint, mixing that's cool, and, but. Yeah. With drinking. Like drinking wine and taking Xanax, dude, you're like, bro, that's not fucking cool, man. One well, early on in the documentary, she and Mark Ronson were like so clearly talking about Amy Winehouse and yeah. how she went down. And then later, she's like, Basically doing the same thing. And I was like, well, you can't talk about Amy Winehouse if that's if you're doing that, you know? Just seemed, I don't know. <sighs> yeah, I like I like what Joe said. It's a fucking commercial, man. I mean, it is a commercial. Yeah. Yeah. And we know that she's an artist at the level where it has to be that shit. She's probably makes no... She probably... Dude, think of even, like, we're talking about we can't even put out tracks and make any money. I bet you she makes no fucking money in these movies, too. What? You don't think... Okay, maybe an artist at her level, but like, I th- I heard something crazy. I heard Beyonce her, made clearly her shows fucking bank, dude. Like, but like streaming, it's you're still just giving that shit away. Yes, you know? I well, I heard Beyonce. Oh wait, am I telling this right? God, I'm making up everything on this interview. <laughs> If it was like a Donald Trump fact checker, it would be like <laughs> all of this is a lie. We should do a post cap like yeah, in two days. Like, you should. So, <laughs> God Almighty. Well, it's something like Beyonce didn't make money doing Coachella, but the Netflix thing she did at Coachella made, made a hell of a lot of money. Okay. I think I'm right on that. I think she did not make money I you from like Coachella. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. So you mean like her show? She didn't make shit, but yes. she filmed it, put it on the internet. And I think that she, her, she, she is so smart that she's publishing like publishing deal that she just gets genius. Yeah, checks in the mail. I think that that was it. That's one of my favorite things that is on Netflix. Is that whole thing it's so good? I haven't watched it. There's so much. What? Stu- I, there's so much stuff to check out, dude. It's so good. It's important. I will check it out because. I trust your taste. It's but amazing. You know how it is. Like everybody's like, you blah, blah. yeah. Like, dude, I can't no, take I it know. all in, dude. It's so much right now. You gotta pick and choose. Honestly, yeah, you gotta pick and choose. After all this, Love Island is probably the most likely thing. Don't. Maybe clearly Canadian. Don't. And then Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> like, First find clearly Canadian. You know, like a case of clearly Canadian. Then Just, give Love Island a shot. I would Love say Island watch. Sounds pretty awesome. Oh, uh, watch Beyonce before Love Island. It's more artistically sound. I would say. Yeah, I mean, she's fucking Beyonce. <laughs> dude. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. It's literally, it's midnight. Oh, my God. I have to go. Yeah, you got to go. Tell me, everybody check out Shaking Awake. Check out Emily. Yes. Uh... <laughs> Thank you for please, please coming and out. hanging out. Take a line with you. Thank you. <laughs> go home. You probably have, like, kickboxing right over in this neighborhood in like four hours. Yeah, so. I should just stay in my car. <laughs> stay in your car. <laughs> Guys, Emily Danger, thank you so much thank for Thank you for having me. Thank you for such a delightful cocktail time. I appreciate you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
track right both are tracks emily is cool i listened to the end a little bit because i sent the intro i was like oh might have gotten a little silly got a little silly in there but it didn't get like out of control silly so again thank you to emily please check her out online she is i know she's gonna have some i know from behind the scenes she alluded it to a little bit she's hanging out she's doing some writing so that's very exciting and she has like 19 Excuse me, cover bands, the jump, old camera. Why did I get the hiccups as soon as I hit record? 
Please check her out. Everybody stay cool, stay fresh, have fun, eat healthy, eat clean. Nah, don't. Don't really. Like, drinking tequila, like, is that clean drinking? A tequila cleanse? <laughs> As Chris Anderson calls it. I'm on my tequila cleanse. Yeah, because, no, definitely at the very end of this, I definitely went home. I, th- um, I ate pizza because I had pizza in the fridge from Saturday night, Sunday night. Because my cheat meal is veggie pizza with blue cheese sauce. That is, like, my favorite sitting at home with Rich watching movies. I'm like, I don't know. Story of Pizza Factory. So I definitely know that I went home <laughs> after not really eating anything, drinking a bunch of tequila, and then ate pizza. Well, that's that story. That's last Monday night. Anyway, what is it today? It's Tuesday. It's a beautiful Tuesday afternoon, and literally all of my lessons canceled. I don't have a lesson until 545. It's 315 on a Tuesday, <laughs> and everybody in Westchester is coronavirus freaking out. So I'm doing a little podcast work, which I love doing because it's super fun. Please check out Emily. And uh, you're badass. I'll talk to you so soon. What?